Let's go ahead and start. Um, it's another episode of Sit Down with Slims, and uh, everybody been requesting me to get a female guest, and I finally got one for y'all. I'm gonna let her Hi. introduce herself. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, y'all? My name is Lala Perez. I am on YouTube, <laughs> so you could just follow me on YouTube at Lala Perez. It's pretty simple how to spell it. And if you want to follow me on IG and Twitter, it's Lala Perez with three Z's. I cover around the same kind of topic Slim covers on here it, from a little bit of a different perspective, but I cover, you know, the what current events, I cover yeah. dating topics, I cover music, so, you know, check me out, and when you check me out, don't forget to subscribe, it's just a click, you ain't gotta pay no money. Yeah, people don't understand, <laughs> them, them uh, subscribers really count. Because to be monetized on YouTube, I think you got to have like a thousand subscribers yep. and you got to have 4,000 watch time. Yep. Yeah. The watch time is cool. You know what I'm saying? Like the watch time you get with your content. But when it comes to the subscribers, like people be hesitant to press that damn button. <laughs> <laughs> Just click it. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie, I kind of cheated with the watch time though because I was posting my podcast. At first, I was posting full episodes. So mm-hmm. I already got like, shit, I probably got like. 2,000 minutes worth of watch time already mm-hmm. off of like nine videos, but I kind of cheated, no. but I ain't got no damn subscribers though. <laughs> now I say so with like, I think the way you did it was good. Like you started with your podcast, then moved it to YouTube because yeah. you already had a following. So people are more visual. They're going to want to see, you're more likely to get viewers than you're going to get listeners. Mm-hmm. So for them to go on YouTube, go watch it, your views are going to go and go and go. It's the subscribing part. Like one, some people don't have the YouTube accounts. Some, I had people ask me if they had to pay to subscribe to my shit. Yeah, <laughs> a like, lot of nah, people bro. don't even know about it. Then on, on top of that, people people were asking me about my podcast. Matter of fact, I had somebody ask me Saturday night. They was like, um, yeah, man, how much you got to pay to listen to the podcast? I was like, dang, dog, like, let me see your phone real quick. They gave me their phone. I was like, dog, it's a free <laughs> app on your phone. Like, you ain't got to pay for nothing. It ain't no Apple Music, none nope. of that shit. Sound, you had SoundCloud, podcast, fucking, I was using uh, Buzzsprout, fuck, what else, um, Spotify, all that shit, like, yeah. you don't have to pay for it, I mean, you might, like, I think on Spotify, you gotta listen to the ads and shit, or uh-huh. they pop up on your phone, but, they don't even that, bother me, though, see, I didn't even get a chance to put my shit on Spotify, only thing I was using was SoundCloud, uh-huh. but, um, once I, like, it, that shit, I, I'm not good at editing with the mics and stuff, man, but, um, Honestly, it's way easier than video. See, a I, million times. Video is because I can see it. I yeah. see everything. I'm just like, man, click, boom, click, boom. Like I, I edit that shit like <laughs> effortlessly. Yeah, but. doing doing podcasting and YouTube though, the hardest part is trying to educate people on how to on how to listen while you're trying to educate yourself on how to record yep. it. That's just yep. the hardest thing. I had to ask people to be patient with me constantly when I, because the quality of my videos when I first started were trash. You know, what I'm, saying? Like, I'm gonna be honest with you, they weren't that bad. So the be- but that was all camera, all mm-hmm. camera. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when it came down to the actual like editing and everything, I had videos where I looked like I was fucking orange. You know. But yeah, so what made you switch from um podcasting to YouTube and all? So I'm gonna keep it a buck, man. Me and um, me and Mariah, you know, we're both single mothers. Uh, we both work full time, and it was really hard for both of us to match our schedules for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel like I was putting out the quality that I wanted to put out. So with me, I'm just like, and I felt bad because you know, me and Mariah vibe off each other, yeah. and I love working with her. But 
our schedules just never matched. So I was only releasing episodes like once a month. And you know, with this shit, it's all about consistency. Yeah. Like how you you got to do this shit every week, at least every other week. Ex- at least, you mm-hmm. know? Because, I mean, I think it's understand. Like, I'm not at the point yet with my following where it's like, where's the episode? But, you know, I am at a point where I'm supposed to be building up my following. Yeah. So, you know, um, with both of our lifestyles, I just talked to Mariah and I was like, look, you know, I'm just going to do this YouTube shit because I know I can depend on my, like, I know I can do me. I know my schedule. I don't have to base it off anybody else. And on top of that, YouTube had always been a better move for me. Like, yeah. I, I got more response off YouTube than I did podcast. Yeah, because you're more of a visual person. Exactly. Yeah. So I can edit better. I can, um, I know you kind of see my mannerisms. Like sometimes the way I talk, people don't get the way I talk, but then when they like see me in motion, see how like, <laughs> I move my hands, all that shit, yeah. like, it makes sense. And um, I mean, and most of it is the visual and I like the condensement of information, you know, but a big thing was I also enjoyed podcasting. So, I, you know, I hit you up when I stopped mm-hmm. doing the podcast, you know, I hit up my home girl. Uh, she does thoughts on tap. And I was like, yo, like, Whenever you need somebody to come in, whenever y'all looking for like other people to do your podcast with you, I'm just like, you know, I'm still available and I'll probably be more available now than I was before, you know? So, um, I wanted to have my own platform and Mm -hmm. I changed it up completely. Like I went from doing the diamond leak to morning coffee. So I was like, you know what? Both these things limit me. So I'm just going to use my name. So now it's like Lala Perez TV on YouTube. Yeah. And that's how most YouTubers do it too. Um, I kind of dibble and dabble with the YouTube thing. Like, I really want to get into it real hard, but at the same time, it's kind of hard balancing the both, though. It's hard to get into YouTube, period. The shit yeah. is awkward. Like- it's, it's weird <laughs> as hell. Like, matter of fact, last night, I recorded my first full podcast episode by myself. Mm-hmm. That shit was awkward as hell. You yeah. know what it reminded me of? It reminded me, um, I was watching... Uh, the Ted Bundy tapes and, <laughs> and they was interviewing Ted Bundy for real that's what I felt like I felt like a serial killer like I'm just sitting in a Why room by myself. myself yeah talking to myself about myself because yeah. I like my first episode I'm gonna just talk about myself and like who I am and how I grew up mm-hmm. and what do we do that shit felt weird like I'm giving a monologue on mm-hmm. like you know something somebody's gonna play back <laughs> when I die so they can figure out how crazy I really am. Yeah. So that's the whole, when I first started, when I asked Mariah to be my co-host, that was the whole reason. I yeah. was like, one, me and Mariah, you get both of us in a room, it's, we wildin'. Uh-huh. So I knew it'd be entertaining. Two, I was talking to myself. And I was like, bruh, I can't do this. I'm not comfortable in front of the camera. That shit drive you crazy, yeah. don't it? Yeah, I was like, I, I'm like, this is whack. Like, what am I doing? But now, now that I know how to edit it, now that I know how to finesse it, now that I know the frames I need yeah, to put myself in. Yeah, you're comfortable with it. Yeah, now it's effortless. Like, I, I come home, if an, if an idea pop in my head, I'm just like, fuck it. I'll, <laughs> I'll record an episode today. Yeah. And I've been getting really good responses, um, especially after you, Quay, and Charles shared my shit. My subscribers went up like by 15 people and all my views on my videos went over 100. Yeah. See, that's that support thing. That's what I love, too. Like people take support for granted. Like once you have that strong support system, it's really like you just never know where you can go with that. People take it for granted, though. Yeah, that's how it is. (laughs) And that's how it is with me. That's why whenever I meet somebody or I talk to somebody that's that's doing anything creative whatsoever, I make sure I support them because I know they're going to support you. And and you'll watch it. It just keeps going up, keep going up, keep going up. 
And support is the biggest thing in this shit. Like, well, I think what a lot, I, I think people get intimidated when they see, like, I mean, even me, when I saw more people doing podcasts and YouTubes, like in our local area, mm-hmm. it was intimidating because I'm like, yo, I need to get on my shit. Yeah. Because I, like, I need to claim a piece of it. But claiming a piece of it don't mean there's not enough. Like, yeah. there's enough here for everybody. There's enough for everybody. That's exactly what it is. Here. Like, it's not, it's not necessarily a competition. It's one of them mm-hmm. things where you find your lane, you uh create your niche, and you just stay in there and you're fine. Because yep. really, everyone's doing different things. Like, yeah. um, I was watching your YouTube channel. I think I don't watch all your videos. And, you know, it's more centered around women. Mine's, of course, comes from, mm-hmm. like, a man's point of view. Yeah. And, I mean, it's good to have those two view like i like i mean in one of my videos the other day it was based off women and men right mm-hmm. and it was a, based off a conversation i was having with somebody I'm, and i had to be very clear i'm like yo like i'm not a man so i can't speak for yeah. y'all <laughs> and i want to make that shit very clear like you know but this is what i got what i received from the male point of view from what they told me now if i misunderstood yeah. i always welcome people to comment argue back you know debate with me let me know what's going on because I want to hear that. I want to be educated in it. You know, a lot of the, like, I have an episode coming on, uh, coming up that's called For Women Only. But it's based off a book that's supposed to tell you the secret lives of men type shit. Yeah. So, you know, I really hope that that gets some feedback. Because for me, it's like, I was reading that shit and I felt like that shit was based off communication. But I'm about to post this episode and I hope that men ain't watching it like, girl, fuck you talking about like no listen man referencing a book <laughs> what's that um what's the book called gabriel union husband i don't know if he's gabriel union husband uh, is he Dwayne Wade? nah nah i said gabriel union i meant yeah. uh megan good megan good <laughs> oh uh, okay so they have a book i've read it i know what you're talking about i cannot think about what it's called i read that shit too it's something about dogs oh no he has another book he has another book by himself yeah yeah yeah. i'm Him talking about megan the most good recent one, one together oh i, I ain't even know yeah. that but yeah, the most recent one about the something dogs or finding inner dog shit. Oh, look, shit, I looked that up. Like, yeah. I don't know. But I was, you know, they um, always trying to tell you about yourself. Yeah, he was on his little press run and, you know, he was giving his overspill about it. And I ain't gonna lie, I wanted to read the book because I knew I was gonna disagree with everything in it because I'm like, bruh, I can't stand no man that wants to get on a platform and start bashing other men. Like, we can, of course, we can have a conversation by both sides, but mm-hmm. we just gonna strictly bash men and be like, yeah, men are dogs and you just gotta tap into their inner dog. See, I okay. I mean, are we got because if we want to get, we ain't read the book, but like yeah. that's like oh, waking something up for me because I really don't like. Let me phrase this correctly. So, how women put like Russell Wilson, men like Russell Wilson, uh-huh. Devin Franklin, Megan Good's husband, you know, they put them on this pedestal, right? Because they're they visual like they're visually good men. What they put on for the world, they're showing us that they're good men, but. I'm just like, who are they, right, to come out on this platform and be like, this is how you can be me. Yeah. You know? And that's not to be pick me because I know somebody going to see this like, now she know. No, I totally agree that, you know, it's nice to be treated the way that we see, because that's the important part. We see that they're treating their women. But on a side note, that comes from how you make yourself available as a woman. You know what I'm saying? A man mm-hmm. is going to respond to what you deliver. So I, I've never been in a situation with a man that wasn't like, 
I was putting out a certain energy and he didn't reciprocate it back. Every time I was in a situation I didn't want to be in, it's because I put myself there. Yeah. You know? But when I see shit like that and they're like, oh, you know, you just got to... Or or what was it? The waiting 90 days that... Uh, fucking, what's his name? It's slipping my mind. Oh, you know... Steve Harvey. Yeah, there you go. Steve Harvey did. I, Think I like a man. I can't stand that nigga. There, there you go. I can't stand that nigga Steve Harvey, too. I really don't like any man that bashes men. <laughs> that just ain't my type shit. Like... Yeah. You can't you can't speak for all men. Then on top of that, somebody like Steve Harvey, my nigga, you've been married like three, four times. Mm -hmm. And you sitting over here talking about trying to give relationship advice, trying to hook yeah. people up with relationships. Yeah. Who the fuck made you hitch? Yeah, I don't <laughs> and the thing is every individual person's definition of a good relationship is different. Yeah. You know, what I need in a relationship isn't necessarily what another woman needs. Like what another woman needs isn't what I need. Same thing for men. So mm -hmm. it's like, you know, you can't generalize all that into one little thing. Can you give advice on how to deal with specific situations? Yeah, but you can't give advice on how to deal with specific people. Yeah. So it those whole things, even when they try to tell women like what they need to do to do, I'm just like, no, bro, what you need to do is figure out what you want and project that energy. You project what you want and it's going to come to you. So seeing books like that always gets me off the top because i'm just like man i don't understand except for the love languages book there's a book the four love languages Who's I that like by? so it's basically about the way people receive and accept love mm -hmm. and you know i think being there's um not the four love languages the five love languages so it's receiving gifts quality time physical touch acts random acts of kindness and uh words of affirmation and everybody has a love language so you can like base off how you deal with the person based on their love language. So I feel like that's one of those relationship books. That's a good read because you never know, like if maybe certain issues in your relationship stem from y'all not giving love the same way. So I think that's one of those reads that I would suggest to people if they feel like they need a book to See, help their relationship. things like that I'm fine with, but it's just mm -hmm. when you uh, write a book and you try to make it seem like it's the Bible, <laughs> that's not my nah, shit right there. Nah. I don't need no strategy guide and no how-to goddamn mm -hmm. being a relationship type thing, nor I don't need someone trying to describe who I am based yeah. based on your general opinion your gender, of men. That's it. Yeah, that they shit's crazy to me. They don't know nothing that you went through, nothing about you, just strictly based off the fact that you're a man. And insinuating that all men are built the same which i don't believe that have i met a lot of men with the same tendencies yeah but yeah. i don't believe that every man just has this like damn gene that means he's gonna do some ain't shit shit unless yeah. we read the magic and that's book. why it was crazy to me like uh he said tapping into the inner dog and understanding you're a dog like nigga i ain't say i was no dog <laughs> you don't get like, to describe me, me. Like yeah <laughs> talking about all men are dogs you have to tap into it Oh, but um, your YouTube channel, um, one video. I'm gonna be honest with you, I disagree with completely. What, was the dating around one? What did you disagree? And I was with? like, I was like, man, I'm gonna just wait till I see her. Um, so as far as the dating around things goes, like, and I was seeing, I was seeing on IG, you was talking to people and they was commenting back on it, mm -hmm. and I was just like, I like, I literally sat there all morning, was reading all of them. I was like, <laughs> man, I want to see what they really think about this. And I was like, man, y'all make that shit sound like it's a sport. Like, we going in for tryouts. Like, it's an ass of niggas in the gym. Niggas is shooting their shots. They they trying their best to cross over. Just like tryouts when I was yeah. young. That shit's crazy to me. So, now, now I'm a type of woman, and I feel like there's other women like this as well, that 
if I see something I like, I'll take him on a date too. Like mm-hmm. if a man doesn't approach me first, I'll approach him. And yeah. I'll be like, look, why don't we get together? My, like it'll be my treat. You know what I'm saying? I'm asking you on a date type of thing. You don't think that if I took like if I took a man on a date that I would be wrong to expect him not to be dating other people? Like I think he should date. I think both people should date around, should, you know, make themselves available to other people because you don't like you don't necessarily know where it's going to go. Like if you okay, for example, you know when people start talking, mm-hmm. right? And they only talk to one person. Now, they're, they start getting wrapped up in this one person. And whether it turns into a relationship or not, they're all about this one person. Because they didn't go and see anything else. They were more content with being with somebody than being with somebody that they were looking for the qualities that they needed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, with me, you know, um, I haven't dated around in a long time. Now that I'm a mom, I try to be a little bit more careful. <laughs> but um, when, I was, when I was overseas... I had, like, my main dude that I was really feeling, but he had things I didn't like about him. And so I would go on other dates. I would go, you know, meet other people. And it was starting to show me what I liked about other men, like qualities that I didn't even know I wanted in a man. And I felt like being able to do that allowed me not to settle with the person that I was dealing with. Like, it was like, you're not doing this, and I do need this. Like, this is something that I like. This is something that I need. And if you can't do that for me, then I'm going to find somebody who can. Because at this point, which I would expect a man to do as well, because why should we settle? Too many people settle just to be with somebody or just for the sake of the relationship, for the sake of not being alone, instead of really finding what they need in a person, in a companion, in a partner. This marriage and relationships, this is supposed to be empire building. This is not supposed to just be somebody you want to cuddle with at night. It's supposed to be that plus so much more. Like, But people are so wrapped up and not wanting to be alone that they just settle. close everybody out and settle for the first thing that feels like love or feels like the right thing. And in all reality, people's true colors don't start coming out until you really deep into it. So why not go around, learn about different people and kind of apply it to how you interact with the people that you are interested in. So for me, I think, I think it's more so of the term that, 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 that bothers me like the dating term. Cause it's like, okay, Let's say you have these three people and you're technically dating all three of them. Yeah. Like oh, you're entertaining so you're all about of them. Like the actual tryout. Yeah. See, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so going on dates with different people, I'm I'm completely fine with that. You should mm-hmm. enjoy your life, you should do what you want to do, but like dating three people at once, that sounds crazy. Like that doesn't sound like a competition you should have with someone. So I'm not speaking like actually like getting like I'm talking like the casual gets to know. Okay. Now I'm not even speaking like getting to like once once you start getting invested in someone, I do feel like it is start it's time to start plucking them off. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It's time you shouldn't be still competing for affections at a certain level of relationship. Okay. Now that was my only issue. Yeah. <laughs> Single, no, no tie. That's why I mentioned the sex part of it. That's why I was like, I like I'm not saying go have sex with all these people. I'm saying, you know, just get to know people. Mm-hmm. Go around, you know what I'm saying? See what you like. I'm going to be honest, too. I didn't even, like, 
whenever you spoke about that, I seen everybody talking about that's because men think you fucking everybody that you dealing with. with, with, with. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Like sex ain't ain't even crossed my mind. Yeah. It was just the fact of like you entertaining a whole bunch of people like Bill Bellamy on how to be a player. Because yeah. because when we was young, we thought that shit was cute. We were like, yeah. man, Bill Bellamy, that's that nigga. But mm-hmm. now that I'm grown, I'm like, dog, that shit nah. really gross. Nah. <laughs> like yeah. you spreading all that bacteria around yeah, and shit. All that kissing and like me, yeah. like me when I date around, ain't no, ain't no kissing, ain't no loving, ain't none of that. If you, I'll give you a hug, you know, unless I really like you and I'm deciding that you're going to be the favorite, you know, but there's too many stuff going around for people just to be letting exchange, exchanging what you said, bacteria yeah. and all that shit. Like I, I'm very, I kiss my mouth, I kiss my daughter with this mouth. Uh-huh. So uh, it's not going to be me just loving on everybody and all that shit. That's ridiculous. Like, hey, speaking of the dating around thing, though, let me uh, give you this uh, situation that I heard a couple weeks ago. I think it was like two or three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to a girl, and for some reason, I've been he- I've been hearing about the celibacy shit a lot lately. Ooh. So she was telling me how she was celibate, and I was explaining to her why I think celibacy is stupid. <laughs> This is this is why I think celibacy is stupid though. This isn't it, this isn't even my point, but I think there's some interest to talk about. Mm-hmm. I think celibacy is stupid because humans have like for some reason in their brains they think if I fight these animal ambitions, it's gonna make me a superhuman. When in reality, you're gonna go right back to that shit because mm-hmm. that's who you are. You get hungry, you think of eating another uh, uh, human, another, another <laughs> animal. <laughs> you think of eating another animal. That's who you are. You get horny, you want to have sex because yeah. it's about reproducing. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, I disagree. Uh, uh, we shouldn't be having sex and all this and all that. Uh, you're fucking crazy. She said what? She said, she said <laughs> we shouldn't just be having sex all willy-nilly and okay. all this shit. Okay. But, um. Uh, I still disagree. If you want to have sex, have sex. Just do it the right way. So here's here's my my spiel on that is your sex life ain't nobody business. Do whatever you want to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My personal things, you know, me personally, I keep a box of condoms like in my in my fucking yeah. drawer. Just and that's what I'm saying. Do because, it the right way. Yeah, because you know, I never know when you in the moment. You'll never know what's gonna happen. And I I know for me, I. I'm a sexual person, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So to me, I'm a physical person, you know, I'll just go around giving it out. But at the same time, if I'm feeling something, I'm going to act on it. I'm not yeah. about to be like, oh, no, it, to me, people think about it way too deeply. Like, I, and that's my whole seen, thing. Is have you deep. ever seen that tweet that says something about uh, it was like y'all kissing niggas that you ain't really fucking with like that? I'm just like, y'all having sex with men that you don't really fuck with like that? <laughs> like, because me, I'm, if I can't kiss you, then they're, why are we fucking? Like, yeah. you know, like, that. that is when I'm like, okay, people treat sex willy-nilly. Because if you letting somebody fuck you, why can't you kiss them? Like, what, what, you let I, I'm going to be honest, from the man's point of view now, yeah. I'm not just kissing every bitch. I literally can count on two hands how many girls I done kissed in my life. And see, for me, if I, like, if I can't kiss you, I'm definitely not having sex with you. Like, cause to me, like there, there's like levels to this shit Yeah, you know, for me. So, and I feel like, I feel like women should have that standard. Yeah. Cause me personally, I ain't kissing every girl. That shit yeah. ain't happening. No, <laughs> no. Like, and me is like the way you're saying that about sex is the way I'm saying it. Like about date, like dating. I yeah. won't kiss every dude that takes me on a date. But when it comes to the point where I'm getting physical, I've already, I've already kissed you. Yeah. I've, we've already been past that point. Like for me, I don't understand why, like, I think celibacy, I've tried it. I've uh-huh. tried the celibacy thing. 
And how did it go for you? It's clearing. I got off track. I got off track yeah, too, though. Yeah, it, I did too. <laughs> um, it's clearing like mentally because sex and that I agree with. Because sometimes when you when you indulge in something too much, you should mm-hmm. take a step back and take a break. Yes, sex is a, definitely a distraction, especially when you're like I was doing it to clear my mind because uh-huh. I was in a relationship that I was just like, wait a minute, this this he got me fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> I need to take a step back real quick. But it wasn't like a. Uh, like I'm gonna stop having sex because I'm gonna go do this, this, and the other. It was I needed to find myself, and I felt I wasn't just stopping having sex. I was like taking alcohol out of it. I was trying to party less. I was trying mm-hmm. to do a lot of stuff. So trying I to become get, a better person. Yeah, I was trying to clear my head so that I can get a clear road ahead of me to really figure out what I wanted to do. It worked for the most part, and then it kind of just made me feel like okay, well from now on I'm just gonna do whatever makes me happy because. While I was doing that, it wasn't easy. It was a struggle. And I'm like, I don't want to do this. Like, I, I really didn't want to do You want to find a healthy balance, right? Yeah. So now I have, like, a healthy balance of, you know. And that's how it should out, be. Sex, so drinking. the conversation with the girl, we're talking about celibacy. And then she um, and then she went to talking about how, yeah, she's celibate, but she still wants to date people. She doesn't want to be in a relationship nor have sex with them. Mm-hmm. She just wants to date them. And I told her that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life because it's selfish. Date, wait, okay, so What's the point of dating someone if you don't want to be with them nor have sex with them? So I under, some people have their things about sex. So I, I could, I'll give her a pass on that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like some people just value it so much that they feel like they want to save it for the right person. And I think that's wonderful. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I feel if like that's, that's how it want. should be. Yeah, yeah. If that's what you want. You know? However, dating with no intentions, no intentions at all of it going anywhere, to me, that's wasting people's time. Yeah, it's like, selfish. I'm, I'm like that where I like, I'm not really looking for anything, but I'm not closed off to anything, you know? Mm-hmm. So if I were to go, I give people chances, you know, I'm very clear about my intentions. I let people know when they try to shoot their shot with me, I don't want this. I don't want this. I just. I'm just trying to get to know people and see where I'm at mentally. Yeah. If you turn out to change my mind, cool. If you don't, don't take it personal, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you need that, that. First of all, that communication needs to happen. I don't know why people feel so intimidated to have these kind of communications with men. My homegirl put me onto that shit because she will tell you on the first date, look, I'm looking to get married. <laughs> she's like if you're not looking for someone that's just scary as hell yeah, too but dudes was still but that's real though that's yeah. real and i was like that's a good way to weed them out you know what i'm saying i mean there's gonna be some that's like yeah mm-hmm, and that's going thing. yeah try to entertain it yeah but then there's some that are like you know what i can respect that kind of honesty because people don't have that kind of blatant honesty yeah honestly about. if i was if i was sitting with a young lady and she told me that like look i'm in this to get married if you're not trying to get married let me know don't waste my time with you boo I'll tell her straight up, I don't even believe in marriage. Yeah. I'll tell her and the see, truth. And that is something that needs to be communicated. Half yeah. the problems that people get into are because they're not communicating these things. So, what was the original point that I was saying? <laughs> <laughs> I was, talk- I I was talking about her uh, dating and wasting oh, yeah. people's time. That's a waste of people's time. It's fucked up. You know, because just like women act like men are incapable of emotion. And I feel like the same way that you could get your feelings hurt if a man did that, you don't know if you're going to hurt his feelings too. You don't know yeah. what you're doing and what you setting him up for for the next woman that comes around. And that's what I always think. I'm like, I don't want to fuck up this person for the next person because I'm on some other shit. Yeah. Like, because I know that there was men that were fucked up before they got given to me. And that shit is like, man, like, 
I ain't do none of that bullshit to you. Why you gotta, <laughs> why you gotta take that out on me? That's the number one thing I hate. Like when you dealing with somebody and they steady talking about shit they done been through and how this person did that. And then I'm like, that ain't got shit to do with me. Cause no. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Man. I always look at things from a realistic point of view. Most of the shit these niggas run around here doing, I ain't never did in my life. Yeah. So I don't want to hear about that shit. <laughs> like for real. And I'm telling you, like me, I've been through, there's shit that I feel I have to communicate. Mm. with certain men that I deal with whenever it's starting to get serious because you know I got the like I have like PTSD and shit so I feel like I have to be like yo before we get started with anything like before this gets too deep let me let you know I got certain issues based off stuff that's happened in the past this is what it was I don't want you to think that this is a not trust thing this is a, a fight I have to fight with myself not to be so defensive yeah. You know, not to always feel like I got to protect myself, but it's not no emotional shit. It's like some my well-being type shit. So if women are going through that, it, like I can understand what they're saying. But if it's just on some my last boyfriend cheated on me and I think all men ain't shit. No, that's trash. Trash state of mind. Every person ain't the same. And you can't take that shit out on everybody. Like shorty, though, trying to date people. And not like that's like the kind of stuff that gets men are crazy, women are crazy too. <laughs> but but you know you don't you saw the ten buddy tapes, right? Uh, yeah. Apparently he was very attractive and very good looking to everybody. And could you imagine if some girl went on a date with him and then was like, I don't want nothing else after this. Like, don't I'm only <laughs> going to eat with you. Like y'all ain't scared. I think about shit like that. I don't play with men. I don't yeah. play with nobody, cause if they want to snap out and kill me, uh, and I know that's left, I know it's crazy that I think like that. But you don't not know what anybody is capable of, and ain't nobody gonna. Kill nah, nah, me nah, no nah. Mind. I don't, I don't necessarily think that's too crazy, because it's like when you wasting people's time like that, you never know what someone's gonna do for real, though. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So that if she wants to be celibate, I feel like that's great, and I feel like that's honorable. Do your thing. I'm sure your man in the future would appreciate it, cause yeah. You know, I can only imagine as a man what it would feel like in this like uh, climate of dating to be with a woman who's damn near untouched. You know what I'm saying? Even if she's not a virgin, but like yeah, yeah, limited. someone, someone with uh, you know, low mileage. But the yeah. thing about that, and that's actually something I want to touch on with you. Uh, the thing about that, hold on. But yeah, the thing about that, um, what the hell I was about to say, I was talking about, oh yeah, being, being untouched. Um, so the last time we recorded a podcast, I think the conversation in the room was about women being, uh, sexually fluid and how it was liberating mm -hmm. me and you never really got to respond about it. When I did start talking about it, they start going in and I just let them have going the flow. Off. Yeah. How you yeah. feel about that though? Um, I would consider myself. Uh, a sexually fluid person to an extent to an extent um the body count shit i don't think about men when i think about my body count and stuff uh -huh. i think about myself i think about what can i live with because to me it's like it's i don't want to say it's different from men and women but like men are literally inside you 
You know what I'm saying? Men are temple. Uh, yes. The example I gave about the temple yeah. thing. And it's literally for me, it's like that exchange of like, I believe in the exchange of energy that happens in sex. It's happened to me before where I've had sex with someone and I was completely thrown off. And I didn't know if it was good or not. I didn't know what was going on. And I was like, I probably shouldn't have did that shit. You know what I'm saying? But it's not necessarily keeping myself like pure or trying to be like, oh, well, I only want to say that I've been with eight people by the time I get married. Yeah. I want to, for myself, be like, I'm taking care of my health. I'm taking care of my mental. I'm taking care. And I can still be a sexually fluid woman keeping those things in mind because it's not about society limiting me to how many people I could be with or what can I do sexually. It's about me. So if a woman is cool with being with 20 plus people, that's on her. You know what I'm saying? It's what you can live with. I could never imagine marrying a man or, you know, spending my life with a man and knowing that that many people came before him. That's for me. That's not to attack anybody, by the way. I do want to be very clear. These are my personal preferences. So basically what you're saying is um, you do think double standards are in place for a reason. I do. And I believe in certain double You're one standards. of the first women I ever heard say that. Like, I always think when I say statements like that, it's going to be a mean debate that's going to come next. Mm-mm. And a lot of my female friends don't like the way I approach certain things because I do hold women to a higher standard. And, and that's my only thing about it. Like, I feel like, and this is just a mature slim talking because mm-hmm. when I was young, I didn't feel like this at all. Yeah. But now, <laughs> now I'm almost 30 years old. It's like... Um, it's wrong for both of us, men and women, to be running around here trying to fuck everybody that Absolutely. we see. I think that shit is disgusting. Absolutely. And growing up, I'm going to be honest, I did it. Yeah. But now it's like, all right, nah, that shit ain't cool. Like, yeah, because men young, have value cool. the same way we do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, And I feel like there's women out there that, that can literally, and I'm saying this without an innuendo, that will literally suck the soul out of you. Like, yeah. they literally... Will they can take pieces of y'all as well, but see, men are not looked at as the fragile creatures that women are looked at as. Correct. So y'all get treated a little bit differently. I'm gonna be honest. Um, hold on. First off, let me finish saying. Um, the reason why I think uh it's a double standard that's in place for a reason is because you know women are naturally more emotional, but on the same end to uh to to start my second thought, man. I don't learned a lot over these last few years, and one of the biggest thing I've I've learned is that my male friends are way softer than any women I've ever met in my life. Yeah, they just hide it well, and I'm talking about these niggas hide it behind weed, they hide it behind guns, they hide yeah. it behind violence, but they softer than tissue. And it take and it take certain people to really bring it out of them. Like I uh-huh. feel like it's harder to break down y'all's walls, but once them walls are broken down, it's wild. Like it's yeah. you, you open up a whole nother fucking can of worms in there and you know i feel like let me because it's really easy to lose my point when we're talking about this kind of stuff yeah i'm with you though yeah um the double standards you know i get a lot of pushback every time because i have a double standard for women about almost everything like even when i hear about women cheating to me when I hear about a woman cheat, I'm just like, how could you? Like, and it's crazy that I think like that. But I'm just like, how could you do that to this man? Oh, I seen your um, I seen your video on uh, Tristan Thompson and Chloe too. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I just I just want to let you know, black men don't cheat. Tristan Thompson is a Canadian. He's not a black oh, man. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> black men do not cheat. We're still out here undefeated. 
I'm here to disprove that shit. My daughter's father is black, my ex-husband. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and man. there's a reason why he's my ex-husband. I gotta get he the light um, if you wanna throw that in. I gotta get see, <laughs> there you go. I gotta get the Carfax. He got he got some Anglo Saxon in his blood. Um all kind of shit like that. I'm talking about pure blooded black men. Okay. You know, uh those of us that's ninety five percent and up <laughs> from African descent, <laughs> we don't cheat. The, you gotta pull the ancestry DNA on that. Yeah, I gotta oh see his God. Carfax, man. I gotta make sure he got ninety five percent and up, man, because us black men, we don't cheat. Nah, but um, back to the double standard thing though. Um, the biggest double standard that I've never talked about to it, but I really want to touch on this is the double standard of black men dating white women versus black women dating white men. So I'm going to let you know right now that is strictly based off the fact that black women don't shit on, and haven't been for years shitting on black men. Yeah. And, but you will see a black man date outside his race and he will say, I'm dating this white woman because I'm dating this Latina because, and then somehow compare them to black women, but down black women. I have turned down a millionaire, a man with millions of dollars, mm-hmm. because the first thing he said to me was like, oh, because you're not like black women. Every single one that of the gross. women that I love in my life, my best friends are all black women. My daughter is going to be a black woman. So you know? so basically, it's like the uh, stereotype for you. Yeah. You and got it, bothered by the stereotype. Yeah. And like it was like, I act just like them. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? There, there ain't no difference. The only difference is I got a little Spanish twang in my accent. But other than that, I'm also country yeah. as fuck. <laughs> so it's like I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. Most people are similar. Period. Yeah. Like it doesn't race race doesn't matter. But did you hear what um Nick Cannon said about about why uh black men uh I think he was talking about black athletes uh why they date white women. Mm-mm. He was ba- uh, he basically said a statement. I'm probably going to misquote him, but I'm just going to tell you what he said. <laughs> um, he said something like, you know, it, it, it's kind of like you're always in a room with these people that's successful. And most people that's successful is is white. And then on top of that, you want something that that historically has uh, been proven that you can't have. So now it's kind of like uh, I got to have this. Now I'm successful. I got to have this white woman type thing. How you feel about that? That shit is fucking disgusting. I want to, first off, I don't like that nigga, period. But on top of that, like, that shit nasty as hell. Like, there is y- not you're a black man. <laughs> that First of all, I agree with you. That shit is fucking disgusting. Yeah. I cannot believe that as a black man who has a black mother that yeah. you would say that shit. That you shit know? gross. Like, it, it just, I cannot, when, I, when a black man tells me that he don't date black women, that's an automatic red flag for me. Uh huh. It's because to me, it's like that is like internalized self hate for one. It has to be. You're not happy with with being a black man if you can't even date your women. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And what he said about the successful people in the room being white—that's such bullshit. Yeah. Like white people have the leg up culturally. You know what I'm saying? Because They've of been the building way yeah. longer than we have. Yeah. But to say that there are no successful black women around you. That's bullshit. Yeah, that's shit ignorant name too. Successful black women in my area. Mm-hmm. I know so many black women who own businesses, who are creatives, who are have fucking cybersecurity degrees out the ass, making six figures. Fucking, I know them. Most of the successful women I know are black women. 
Mm-hmm. So to say stuff like that is it's purely based off ignorance and purely based off a fucking stereotype. Like you saying that shit based off a stereotype. And it's like you beat the stereotype. So how could you do that? But you, you know? know, I think I think that's why there is a double standard because that way of thinking, you see it more so with men. You don't you don't necessarily see it with uh with with women a lot. Mm-hmm. Like in my black life women tend to want to be with black men. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like they want to. But yeah. they get constantly shitted on in comparison to women who like the topic we're getting into later yeah women who embody all the features of black women and do everything like black women but they're not black women Mm -hmm. so it's like you want everything that comes with being a black woman except the fact that she's black like 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 that meme that's been floating around lately you want to put blackface on everything but jesus yep (laughs) yep (laughs) that's what it is you want to you you want to look like black women you want your hair like black women but you don't want to be a black woman that's all it is but yeah in my life I've seen a lot more black men with white women than black women with white men. Yes. So that's why I think it is a double standard because it's just not something you see all the time. Me personally, I don't give a damn who you with. Yeah. Like it same. don't make me no difference, but I always say it also like, and uh, I've been talking about this topic a lot on my podcast, but I haven't said this statement. Me personally, I can't see myself with a white woman though. That's just me personally though. And it's not even from, uh, a, a a race point of view. Well, it is from a race point of view, but it's not a racist statement. It's just that I've never met a white woman that I could relate to. So for me, I could, I'll tell you something that might sound a little bit off. Mm-hmm. Same thing you're saying. Ooh, I didn't mean to hit the mic. Oh no, you're fine. Same thing you're saying, except I couldn't see myself with like white men or Hispanic men, and I'm Latina. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So a lot of people will see Latinas that date black men and they'll be like, oh, you know, y'all fetishize black men. Y'all do this, y'all do that. And a lot of Latinas do. A lot of Latinas, they, they like, their families are racist. You know, like, they fucking, they only date black men for the stereotypes. They all, all that shit, yeah. you know? Me, I grew up in Augusta, Georgia. And before I lived in Augusta, Georgia, I was a military brat. Mm-hmm. I grew up in black culture. Like, I grew up like if I was black, I've always hung out with nothing but black people. My family, their friends were black. Like we were like the only Latinos that we hung out with. And so for me, even with like when I would say nigga and stuff like that, I never heard nothing about it yeah. until this past year. This past year was the first time anyone has ever told me that it bothered them the way I talked. And I stopped because to me, it's a, like it's. If it bothered you, I just won't fucking say it. So what was it that that bothered them, though? The, the fact that I said it, period. Why, though? Like, they didn't explain to you why? They were just like, you're Puerto Rican. Why are you saying it? But, you know, um, that's funny because I actually was in a strip club one time, and it was a, it was a white stripper. Mm-hmm. And she used the N-word, and someone that was having a conversation with me, I didn't even know the guy, but he was having a conversation with me. And I think I said something to her, like, you know, I don't like it when you say that or whatever. And, mm. and, you know, I just said it, like, you know, real lightly. And she kind of brushed me off. And then I guess when I walked away, she said it again. And Buddy started snapping. But I hate when people want to say something after somebody else said it. Yeah. But I guess he started snapping or whatever. And then she, like, she was screaming and telling him, like, I grew up in Apple Valley, which is a neighborhood in Augusta, Georgia, for those listening. Um, I grew up in Apple Valley, and um, I was around nothing but black people, and they didn't mind me saying that. That don't mean so, shit. Yeah. That to me it's too easy. Like, for example, if you told me right now, hey, I don't like when you say that. 
Too easy. You yeah. will never hear me say that shit again. You will never hear me say and it won't be a fight. It won't be, but you say it, it won't Why? And that's and that's my only thing about it, Why? but as far as like different races using it, like um see the word originally comes from something that white people use to yeah. degrade black people yeah. so that's why it's offensive when a white person say it when you hear it for somebody that's hispanic you don't necessarily get that same feeling because it doesn't have that same story behind it because yeah. you know words are man-made yeah. <laughs> men created it and they created it and put strength into it yeah so therefore you use a word based off the power that you know from it me personally when I was young, I probably would throw it all away over words. But now me being grown, nah, I ain't worried about that shit. But I will have a conversation because I want respect. Yeah. Like, I got to get my respect. Yeah, oh, no, and you should. The thing is, like, there should be no reason to ever not have the conversation, especially if it's something that you have a thought about it. You know what I'm saying? You have, like, you had to step back a minute, then you need to say something about it. Mm -hmm. That's why when the person told me they didn't like me saying it, I was just like, no, not a problem. I didn't even explain myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, that yeah. explanation that Shorty had to give you. There was no need for that. Exactly. And that was my whole my thing. My thing is like, the point is, it's like when somebody calls me a bitch. Like, my homegirls could be like, bitch. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But when a man calls me a bitch, it's just, it's just different. It sounds different in that masculine tone. And I'm just like, hey, <laughs> can you not? <laughs> Period. Like, that's it. I've had, I've had plenty of um, debates in, uh, women that wanted to fight me because I use I use the word bitch real fluently. Like mm -hmm. that's just that's a word in my vocabulary. Yeah. I use that word. I don't just be running around here like, hey you bitch, come here. Like no shit like that. But they hear me <laughs> say that. Matter of fact, I I'll tell you what situation it was. A real good situation. I was talking about um and this is funny as hell. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about why I don't think entertainers should be praised the way that they get praised. And the mm -hmm. example I use was Beyonce. And you know what Drake said? I know all girls love Beyonce. That shit is true as hell. I had no idea this girl was a super Beyonce fan. She about to lose it. But she started losing. I told her, I was like, I was like, first off, we have people in, you know, our uh, culture right now, like Michelle Obama. Mm -hmm. That's someone that should be praised. Yeah. Not Beyonce. I was like, to be honest, Beyonce Beehive don't, don't have play a, that shit. They don't. But I was like, <laughs> Beyonce don't even have a timeless hit. And she started going off like, irreplaceable is a timeless hit. I was like, no, it's not. Nah. <laughs> These are not timeless hits. But I think I think I uh, referred to Beyonce as the B word. And she started snapping. You don't call no black woman no bitch and all this and all that. Mm. I was like, my nigga, I've been in here drink. You you just watched me drink a bottle of Hennessy. I'm just talking, my nigga. Yeah, you just it's not like I mean it. You're not like yeah. that bitch. You yeah. just bitches in the context. It's not like I'm saying yeah. like, oh, nah, she's a bitch. I'm going to be honest, though. I know some men that's some bitches. Yeah. So if you a bitch, you're just a bitch. Yeah. That's what it is. But I wasn't saying she was a bitch. Yeah, I was just, just using it like, in that context. Like a female. Like, yeah. you were just like, these bitches. I was using it in that context. See, That's and it. And that, that don't bother me. It's yeah. if someone directly is like, bitch, like mm -hmm. to me. Or like, you're such a bitch. Or like, da, 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 da. like one of my coworkers said that to one of my other coworkers the other day. And I was just like, you just gonna let him say that to you? Yeah. Or like, I seen, I seen bitches retweeting <laughs> this fucking shit where it's like, Oh, they get into like a little tip with a man or whatever, and they be like, um, he called me a bitch or something like that. Yeah. But they was laughing about it. And I was like, let me tell you something right fucking now. Ain't no man in my life that says he loves me yeah. or is in a relationship with me ever gonna be comfortable with calling me out my motherfucking name. Call me baby or Delilah. Like, <laughs> baby, Delilah, La, whatever the fuck you want to call me. You could call me all these things, but you cannot call me a bitch. You yeah. cannot call me a hoe. You cannot, just because you mad. Nah. Now, 
do I understand what you're saying about giving the words power? Absolutely. Yeah. But I wouldn't call my man no pussy. I ain't mm-hmm. gonna call my man a bitch. And see, I agree with you on that because um I've never I've never called someone I cared about names like that. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I have called people those names that deserve that shit. Absolutely. And I still think they deserve that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time though, like me personally, like I was saying earlier, um, I'm big on respect. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm maturing, I'm not willing to throw it all away over my respect anymore. Nah. It's certain things I will die over, and, and, and I think I'm going to be like that for the rest of the time. Well, I don't know, because I'm, I'm different every day I wake up. Yeah. But I can't throw it all away over a word. No, nah, and I totally agree with you. It should, it should I'm going to get my point across, though. Yeah, no, Most you definitely. have to. Yeah. You have to. But don't, like, to get all worked up over what somebody's saying, that's why, I, like, when people tell me they don't like people saying certain words, I'm just like, it's too easy. It's too easy for me to just say, my bad, man. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Because to me, the biggest issue with specifically nigga is that people feel like they have a right to say it when it bothers somebody. And mm-hmm. I'm like, if it bothers them, then shut the fuck up. Yeah. It bothers them. And that's that's the most awkward thing. If you're ever in a room and it's like it's like one white person that's always going to be like some ratchet ass girl. Mm-hmm. And then it's all black people. The first time she say it, she's going to look around. Like, yeah, like, and once okay? and once nobody says nothing, she's yeah. gonna keep saying it. Mm-hmm. And I'm always a nigga that catch it off rip. Like, all like right, hey, I don't play like that, nope. dog. Like, see, but now though, like when I was younger, I used to like be on some ignorant shit. But now that I'm older and more mature and just way more educated, yeah, I'll be like, hey, you know, um, that's a term that I don't like around me. I understand you said when you're not around me, but can you please just, you know, not use it around me? Yeah. I've had I've had someone snap <laughs> off of me being like that also too. And my thing is like, why the snapping part of it is what I don't get. Like, because it's a simple conversation. It's it's literally just don't say the word. It's like when your parents ask you not to cuss around them. Yeah. Like it, it's not that deep. It's really why, but because it gets deeper because you feel offended. That someone just told you you can't say it around them or that it makes them feel some type of way. What, now you want to be defensive about it? No one's calling you racist. No one's mm-hmm. saying this. They're just saying they feel uncomfortable when you use the word. That's yeah. it. it. They think it's some right power shit. They think like you're trying to control yeah. them and take something away from them. I mean, even for me, I'm not even black. And when a white person uses nigga around me, I'm just like, bruh. Like, I feel like you just shouldn't. No matter how you grew up, no matter, like, with white people, there's just something. That mm-hmm. word stems from a lot, from your ancestry. You just shouldn't do it. Just don't, you know? Now, with me, should I have been using it in the first place? Probably not. You know what I'm saying? I will say that it took a long time for me to get to a point where I even notice when I say it now. Like, now I will try to control myself from, like, not using it because it's a part of my regular vocabulary. So I'm just like, Delilah, try to be better. You know what but, I'm you know, the thing about it, I never even thought about this topic neither, but uh, Hispanics have been in our culture for so long that it's always been accepted. So that's nothing I even had to think about. Like, Big Pun and Fat Joe, like, yeah. that's nothing I even had to think about. But now it's becoming one of those things, like, with the way the culture is changing, it's becoming one of those things where it's like, Hispanics that Hispanics that are famous, they're getting exposed for racist things that they said, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Or non-pro-black things that they said. And it's starting to reflect you're right, you're right about that. all, you know what I'm saying? It's starting to reflect on all of us. So 
me, I'm just one of those people that I respect sensitivity. You know what I'm saying? I respect that it's sensitive times. I don't want nobody to ever get misconstrued where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. And me, the one thing I tell everybody, I was like, if the fact that I'm not pro-black enough just with my being is not enough security for you, keep in mind that I also have a black daughter that I have to raise. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, my daughter is a black is going to be a black woman. She's mm-hmm. going to grow up and she's going to be a black woman no matter how much Latina she got from me. She's still black. Mm-hmm. So... It's especially like, in society, especially eyes. in society. And, you know, my thing was like, I never noticed the difference because I always felt like I was treated the same. Like at Augusta State, I stole a white girl's parking spot and me and Alicia we uh, was in the car. We pulled up. I was running late for class. So I was like, skirt, took the parking spot, started running out. <laughs> yeah. She started calling me all kind of hard R's and everything. All kind of shit. Keyed my car. So you're like, oh, you a fucking nigger. Da-da-da-da-da. I was just like. I'm not doing this right now. That shit happened to me at Greenbrier before. And, and you know what I'm saying? And it's like, I, it was, I, it's not to relate. It's not to be like, oh, I can relate. It's yeah. to be like, I never saw the difference because I considered myself a part of it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's being aware of your surroundings. It's knowing the climate and it's knowing the difference. Because the struggle that I go through is very different than a struggle that a black woman would go through. Mm-hmm. Because my existence does add to a part of a black woman, a black woman struggle because I date primarily black men. And if I'm dating an ignorant black man, he's going to find a way to shit on his own race to somehow uplift me. That shit is sad. And that shit is disgusting. Mm -hmm. And it like, and I, the thing is, if you are white or Latina listening to this and you date black men, you need to listen to this shit. You need to hold these men accountable when they say that shit. It's not fucking cute. It's not a compliment. Exactly. You need to correct the fucking behavior immediately. And that's one of the biggest problems. Because we, not me, but, you know, us <laughs> as a, whole, as a collective, yeah. we'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, he said this, this, that, and the other. But in our reality, that shit's not cute. At all. It's not cute at all. And that's why there's a, cli- like, where there used to be unity, there's a break. And when me and my homegirls talk about it, we say all the time that, like, the break between that bond that used to be between black women and Latina women is black men. The affections of black men. And black men can date outside their race without shitting on black women. You could do it. That's the problem. It's crazy when 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 <laughs> love and sex get involved, all yeah. logic goes out the window. All of it. Just <laughs> If you like, you like that Latina girl you're dating... She got that fire. She's fucking this. She's great. Yeah. She's all that. Do your thing. Just That's leave it at the fact that it's her. I swear to God, not every Latina you date is going to be that great stereotype that y'all see. Some of these bitches are built like refrigerators. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They, the craziness is not cute. They're like real Some gangsta fucking Some got real crazy. pale skin too. Real pale skin. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Some of them like, it's not all good. It's mm-hmm. not all the stereotype, the spicy Latina, blah, 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 whatever. But to shit on your own race. Because I don't date Latino men. But I don't yeah. say, oh yeah, I date black men because, you know, they do this so much different than Latino men. Yeah. No, I just don't date Latino men See, because I don't And that's what I hope black men aren't doing. I hope yeah. they're not laying in bed with these white women and telling them how horrible black people are. Yeah. That's like a that's like a, a horror story to me. It's a sellout. <laughs> and it's like, but a lot of successful black men for some reason feel inclined to be that way. It make them feel good to be with a white woman. Yeah. And I don't get and that shit. That's an insecurity. Mm-hmm. It's an insecurity that you can't even. And I'm strictly talking about people that's like celebrities and stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. 
I know my friends that date white women. I know they don't feel that way about yeah, it. Yeah, no. No, and the thing is like I have like I have black friends who date white men and mm-hmm. they've ne- and they don't shit on black men whilst doing yeah. it. They're just that's just the person life. they want to be with. Yeah, they, there's but nothing you know, about them. Even us talking about a topic like this, it really shows how sensitive people are nowadays. And they mm-hmm. always want to find something to hate, something to be mad about. Yep. But it gives me some shit to talk about on my podcast. Yeah, do it. <laughs> but do at the it. same time, it's just like, dog, you ain't got to be mad at everything. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Maine from uh, More Than The Masters podcast, he... Uh, he always writes a post on Facebook and say, so what y'all mad about today? Yeah. And I'm talking about, like, I get on there joking and be like, man, I think they mad about a Kardashian <laughs> today or something. And there'll be somebody that'll comment under and be like, yeah, them Kardashians, they doing this today. And, da, 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 da. and this is a joke. Like, we both laughing about it. But they be dead ass. Like, folks is mad about some shit every single day. About shit that don't affect yeah. them at all. Like, um, at all. The biggest thing that that uh, really had me laughing uh, was the whole topic about toxic masculinity, and um, I think I think we talked about it on the last podcast with your friends. Yeah. Our, our matter yeah. of fact, I don't think we were recording. I think we talked about it afterwards, and mm-hmm. you know they was real passionate about it. Yeah, but. I don't know. I could tell they was drinking and they was upset. So everything I was saying, they just wasn't going with that shit. Like, matter of fact, I'm going to get back to the toxic masculinity. But the funniest part was when I was talking about the uh, sexual fluid thing and I was explaining to them, like, you know, I always grew up, you know, uh, wanting a woman like my mom and woody woody woo. They was feeling that shit. But as soon as I got done talking, nah, they act like I ain't say that shit no more. They act like they just ignored the fact that I was like, uh, it's bad for both. Talking to respond and not, yeah, like, and not yeah, listen. they didn't care yeah. about none of that shit I was talking about. But I thought it was funny though. But yeah, the toxic masculinity thing. I'm like, how is something that that's just the basic biological makeup of you make you toxic? I don't think masculinity is toxic. Mm-hmm. I think that there's certain behaviors that men exhibit as a collective that turns into toxic masculinity. And see, it's. I think it's a term that's just that's just made up because really, like, if you're if you're being a toxic person, you're just an asshole. It has nothing to do yeah. with your masculinity. I mean, I think there's toxic femininity too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But in all reality, it goes back to what you just said. You could just be toxic. Yeah. You know, but there's certain like, for example, and you may disagree with me, but there's this there was this post going around about like, okay, when a man thinks the worst thing in the world that his son can be is gay. Mm-hmm. I think that shit is toxic masculinity. You know what I'm saying? But if a woman were to say it to me, I honestly would just be like, you'd be a shitty fucking mom. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. because to me, it's like, on that topic, while we're talking about it, there are so many worse things your kid can be than yeah. fucking gay. So, you're right. I do disagree because I don't think toxic masculinity is a real thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's something that's made up. But, um,. I do think if you if, if your biggest fear is your child growing up gay, you're just a fucking asshole. Yeah. And, and you're ignorant. It has nothing to do with your masculinity. You know, you're not worried not about masculine. them being a woman beater, a serial killer, a fucking deadbeat of like like there's so many things your child could be. You mad But like, I'ma be honest though, as far as that topic goes, like it's rare you're gonna find a man that's gonna sit here and be like, "Hey, I hope my son grows up and and, and he's gay." No, well, I don't think anybody grows up hoping in either direction. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think when you have, like, speaking from a mother's perspective, I think when you have children, you just want them to be happy. Mm-hmm. You think about the possibility of these things happening. You know, like I think about if my daughter just wakes up one morning and tells me she's gay all the time. Do I want necessarily want that for her? Is it the life I imagine? 
No, it's not what I imagine. Mm-hmm. But if she just woke up one morning and was like, Mom, I'm gay, I'm just like, all right, well, now when you have girls over the house, I got to screen them. I got to make sure that you're not fucking them. Because just <laughs> like sure you ain't fucking ain't no boys in my on. house. Yep, you ain't fucking yeah. no bitches in my house. So, But see, like, when I hear statements like that, like, um... Like the Kevin Hart tweets. Mm-hmm. When I seen that, I didn't think it was homophobic at all. What I seen was a man that understands what's going on in society and how being gay is so in your face and up front to the point where you think your child is going to grow up and yeah. think that's how he should be. Well, I will tell you, uh, the white LGBTQ community, they it's there's not a problem in the world that they don't want to own. And I hate to say that, and I'm and if I get some pushback on that, it is what it is. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm specifically saying because black black LGBT uh, LBG shit the fucking acronym just oh they left put me. they put an ad they keep adding them too because like, now I think it's a plus in it too yeah so <laughs> black homosexuals black trans black all of them they don't they're not allowed to have those struggles with the white queers you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying like they, there's a there's a divide racially in the gay community. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's like the same thing with white feminists. White feminists be on some whole other shit. They put like period blood on their face to show that menstrual cycles are beautiful. Like, yeah, it'd be some whole other shit. And you shit. know what? I'm glad you said that because as far as uh, I was talking to your friend on Facebook one day and uh, I was telling her how the comments she was making, I was like, damn, you sound like a, uh, a feminazi. That's what me and my homeboy call super strong <laughs> feminists that act like Nazis. <laughs> They're feminazis, yeah. And she was like, nah, I'm just saying, like, woo 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 And I was like, you know, like, um, as far as, like, being a feminist goes, like, it started out because women were being oppressed by white men. Mm-hmm. So when you start trying to bring it to black men, we had no choice but to love our black women, especially, yeah. like, in the 80s and the 90s, the war on drugs, all our daddies in prison, we had no choice but to respect our black women. Yeah. So you can, you, you, excuse me, you can, but you shouldn't go to war against us because we're on a, your side. There is a never-ending circle. Uh, I'm going to say minority communities uh-huh. because I don't, I can speak from my own community I could speak from being married to a black man, but I can't speak from living in a black household. There is this thing, what you just mentioned about daddies being in jail and everything. These women put their sons, like they like protected them from the world, right? Mm-hmm. It's like no wrong could be done. They're always protecting them. They're babying them, cradling them. Da, 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 da. So now, not all, but some and a lot of men now they feel like the world has to carry them, like the world owes them something, kind of like what their what their mothers did for them. You know, for example, because uh, uh, I feel like I'm not wording this the way I want it to be presented. The person I was married to, mm-hmm. daddy in jail, his damn near his whole life. His mama gave him everything, everything. So by the time we were married, this man didn't know how to be a man. I had to be the man. I didn't want to be a man because I was raised by a single mother who I had to watch her be the man and the woman in my house my whole life. And I wanted to, I wanted, when I saw her get married and she could finally be like the woman in her household, follow the lead, like follow the head of her household type shit. I was like, this looks so much more peaceful than the life we were living before. And this is what I want, you know? And I feel like it's a never ending cycle because these men if there was women who also witnessed that behavior end up doing to their children and then it just goes round and around and around where these black men and then black women who are expected to be strong because they'll kick out black girls like nothing. 
they'll kick them out their house mm-hmm. and be like, figure it out. But their sons, they hold them close to their heart. They're just like, no, because they don't want the world to shit on them like they did their husbands, like they did their fathers. But it's a different world now. Black men have way more power in this world than they used to. Black men can make an influence now. Black men can make changes now. Black men are a standard now. Yeah, starting so, to. Yeah, and so it's like we don't have to continue to embody that protecting behavior anymore. Now it's an uplifting behavior. Now it needs to be a pushing behavior. It needs to be a motivating behavior. That protecting and handling everything for them ain't going to do nothing but manifest as like a never-ending cycle of taking care of men who don't know how to take care of themselves and don't know how to take care of a family. So when speaking about like toxic masculinity and the hyper-femininity towards black men and how it originally started with white men, there's like a whole nother level within minorities because since our fathers and brothers and everything like that were sent to jail, were set up for failure for everything, the mothers in our cultures feel like they had to do they had to do the protecting Mm -hmm. it's unintentional i don't think it's a hate for the women in these minority cultures but i think it's an expectation that my mother did this so you need to do this too no you didn't have a man in your house because the government set up shit so that the men in minority households were not in their households that shit well you seen the documentary the 13th Mm-mm. Okay, so it's basically like long, long story short, because this shit, you gotta see that shit. Yeah, it basically covers how like the difference between like crack of cocaine, the pipeline, the prison system, all that shit like that. What I'm speaking about specifically is how they put crack in black neighborhoods and poor neighborhoods. And yeah, so the crack war on charge, drugs. Yeah, crack charge is way worse than and a cocaine, cocaine charge. charge. You know what I'm saying? So it's a setup for failure because this is how they were making money. This is what people were doing when they were down bad. This is just a never-ending cycle of all this shit going on. They were set up for failure in the 80s and early 90s. Yeah, fuck Nixon. Yep. (laughs) We're in a totally different place now these days, a place where black men and minority men can take a certain amount of power that we didn't have before because minorities are coming up now. Minorities Mm -hmm. ain't quiet like they used to be. Minorities don't peaceful protest like they used to. This is a totally different world that we live in now. And used correctly, this shit can this shit could be ours. This shit could be done and over with. All of it. The femi- uh, the feminism, the fucking toxic masculinity, all that could be thrown to the side. And it could be like this is like black owned businesses won't be a thing anymore. It'll be businesses, period. And yeah. you just know they're black owned. And see, that's like, my that's basically my only thing. Like my only thing is, um, I don't want I don't know why everyone wants everything to be separate. The best way for this world to be a better place is if we're all together and we're all working together. Yeah. All this, we need to be separate and we need to go to Africa or some shit. That but you shit know, is black separatists is considered, uh, which called in America, they have it considered as a terrorist group in America. Black separatists, a hate group. Yeah. They have it up there with KKK, uh, uh-huh. Muslim, uh, the Muslim groups like in prison. Um, it, it's it's nuts. I had to do a paper I'm a, on this shit. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest though, and um, I know I know a couple people that listen to my podcast gonna be mad about this, but the black Israelites be running around like some terrorists sometimes. <laughs> I'm just I'm just I'm just gonna be I'm just gonna put it out there. All that all that walking up to white people and calling them crackers and all that crazy shit that is disgusting. Yeah, you you should not do that. And I'm a black man saying yeah. that that no, is some crazy shit. We can't give out. Kid, he can't give that shit out and then... Fight fire with fire. Yeah, fighting fire with fire in race doesn't win anything. Hell no. It doesn't win anything. At this point, like, 
I'm not saying, look, I don't think peaceful protesting did much of anything. I think it showed that we could, you know what I'm saying? But um, it it helped back then in those times, like 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 the bus boycott and stuff like that. It definitely helped in those times because yeah. it affected the dollar amount. Today, yeah. that shit doesn't help. Like yeah, trying no. to boycott Gucci and shit because like that, y'all still going to buy Louis. And my thing is like off rip the moment that even when it's a peaceful protest when it's with black people they they change the narrative you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying they change it to be they call it a riot when it's a protest yeah you know what i'm saying which i also did a paper on it's a school got, school got <laughs> me wild <laughs> yeah but um the way they present it in the media makes all the difference meanwhile you got white supremacists in fucking charlottesville and they're calling it a rally they're mm-hmm. calling it a like what do they call it um I don't know. Was it a rally that they called it? Yeah, it was a, a Ku Klux Klan's uh, rally. You talking about... Uh, but they refused to call it a riot. Yeah. And it's just like, this is a riot. They're physically hurting mm-hmm. people. They are burning fucking tiki torches. And when uh, Donald Trump was running for president, those fucking rallies he was having, them shits was yeah. wild as hell. That shit, wild. But you right about that, though. I, I didn't even think about in. that comparing, um, yeah... Rallies and riots, that shit wild as hell. Yep, because the media presents it how they want to present it. Like, if you, if you, I mean, we all know Fox, CNN, uh, they all have their their biases and mm-hmm. shit. You know what I'm saying? But the way they present the news is so fucking crazy. And I didn't really realize it until Trump became president because I didn't feel like I had to pay attention to the news until then. Like, because, let me say, Trump is like a cloak for all racists. Yeah. Him being president is like a cloak of armor where now all racists feel like they could come out and be like, I don't give a fuck what you say. I don't like black people. I don't like Hispanic people. I don't like Asians. I don't like none of y'all motherfuckers. And I want all y'all to get out of my country. What? You just got <laughs> to dress it up nice. Too. What you going to do <laughs> when Trump ain't president no more? Cause he can only do two terms. Yeah. So what you going to do when he not president anymore? Cause I'm never going to forget. The shit I saw white people saying about Puerto Rico when that hurricane came through. I know every yeah. single one of them motherfuckers that talk shit about the country that I am from. I will always remember that but shit. But you know what? I think we put way too much power into these uh, news channels too, oh, though. No, absolutely. Because um, the thing about it is, it's just like, I hate debating someone that wants to keep bringing up these statistics. Because mm. I can get into statistics also. Yeah. But it's just, it's the way you can skew statistics to make it sound a certain way. Of course. And that's what they do on the news. Like, all of y'all are left wing, so you're going to present the news like this. Mm. All of y'all are right wing, you're going to present the news like this. Yep. And people need to just get over that. You just need to, you just need to see the news for what it is and not for what they tell you. Yeah. And that's, th- like, that's why I try to watch all news outlets. Mm-hmm. Because... If you get a piece from here, a piece from here, and a piece from here, you could try to at least form what the story was. Yeah. At least your own version of the shit, you know? So, wow, we really went left. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, oh, I'm glad glad we talked about politics, though, because uh, I remember you talking about Camilla Harris. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I pronounced her name wrong. I always pronounce her name wrong. But, um... I'm gonna be honest with you. I was uh I was researching all the candidates and I was just watching Bernie Sanders on the Breakfast Club. Yeah. And I was like, man, um, and I'm just being honest here. I don't think none of them is gonna beat Trump. No, they're not. Yeah. They're not. I really and the don't thing think is, so. I don't know if any of them should at this point, because they all have secret motives. Mm-hmm. And the thing is they're trying to cover it by pandering to black people. 
Yeah. They're they're, they're trying to cover. That's what's up. bothering me too. Yeah, like they're not. I like I like Cory Booker though. I'm gonna so be honest. I haven't done a lot of research on Cory Booker. I haven't heard good things, but heard. Mm-hmm. So you know, I don't want to base an opinion. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying I agree with all his stance on everything because I've never I've never researched a politician and agree with everything they stood for. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna sit here and be honest. One of my biggest things I don't agree with any of these politicians is this free health care. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't agree with that whatsoever because. None of them are answering the question. I only want one question answered. Yeah. Where is the money coming from? How is this program? How is this program going to get funded? And every time you ask them that, they dance around the question like, yeah. you know, Canada does it. In Canada, it's this and yeah. that. And da, da, da. This ain't Canada, bro. When our reality is going to come out the taxes of those who make more money. Yes. So And the debt's going to get crazier. Yeah. And then everything else is going to get higher. Just like raising minimum wage to $15. It's like, that sounds real good. Minimum yeah. wage being $15 and milk still being $2. But that's not reality. No. Minimum wage is going to be fifteen dollars. Milk is going to be eight dollars. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, and then what? Why, why are you making the extra eight dollars now? Yeah, it's pointless as hell. Milk. We go, we literally go nowhere. Yeah, all prices get doubled. And personally, people could disagree with me, but I don't think I think minimum wage jobs are minimum wage jobs for a reason. Yes, they literally require minimum skill. Mm-hmm. I've worked at Taco Bell, Sonic, fucking Hooters. I've worked at all kind of restaurants and fast food chains. Minimum skill. I should not have been making more than $8 an hour. If I wanted a job job, I needed to go get a trade. I needed to go. If, get That's a crazy new- you say that because my last... uh. My last two podcasts, I was talking about uh, the war on uh, on on tipping, cause how all servers Bruh, feel I know like. I saw that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I just was like, I don't I don't understand why people disagree with me so much. It's like, why do you think you should make a hundred dollars an hour bringing out a glass of sweet tea? I don't see that, that's slightly ridiculous. Like the hundred dollars an hour. But think However, about it. They have four tables. They have four tables an hour, maybe five. They me- want twenty dollars from each table. You want $20 from each table. But realistically speaking, when you're at, okay, when I worked at Hooters, realistically, I ain't expect nothing more than five, from 5 to $10 unless it was like a big table, right? Mm-hmm. Now, do I think tipping me $2 is bullshit if I'm a good server? Yeah. Absolutely. But like, see, I, I agree with that. If it, yeah. if, if you're a good server, I do yeah. think you deserve a decent tip. You're not old shit. You're yeah. not old shit. Now, because I because I was a server, I have a certain level of sympathy. I Even if it's a bad service, I leave like a dollar or two. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've only not tipped once in my life, but we talked about this. Yeah. But, um, for me, it's like to have certain expectations like that, that's wild as fuck. But, like, I would leave, like, on a bad night at Hooters, I'd leave with, like, $80. But, see, a place like Hooters, I would expect the tips to be real good because them creepy old men. Only, but, see, the creepy old men are where the money is, but everybody wants the creepy old men. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Or, like, the real, the you, the young ballers, like, you could tell, like, the young men with money and the soldiers right there, that little area. But that's not the only people that eat at Hooters most of the time. Yeah, so, I be seeing families with their kids and yeah, stuff. They love you, Hooters. Mm-hmm. You ain't going to get no big tip from them. Like, you're going to get maybe like $5. <laughs> yeah. and, it, and it just depends on how you interact with the wife and kids. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, when I worked at Carolina Ale House, I had this veteran that would come see me. He would always pay for another table and leave me a $60 tip on their table. And then on his table, he would leave me $150. Just because I sat there and talked to him. And he would just tell me old war stories and shit. So I was just like, I was all, I was eating that shit up. I'm like, 
$150 to listen to you talk about the war. I like that shit. People, people don't even know how 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 far being friendly will take you. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm the listen. I'm the friendliest motherfucker I know. Like yeah. people like to a fault because people will be like, you know, my inviting nature kind of leaves me vulnerable. You mm-hmm. know, but for me, it's just like I can't stand when a bitch is just mean mugging for no reason. I hate that shit. Like too. Ju- you just a mean bitch for nothing, and I don't think it's and it's like cute. To have an attitude, and I'm just like, how and why is it cute to have an attitude? You know what I'm saying? To me, I will never understand that shit. Like, there was this video that went viral of uh, G. Erbo's baby mama, uh, Ari, and this girl came up and gave her a compliment, and she was like, you know, you have really pretty nails. Can I take a picture with you? Ba-da-da-da-da. As soon as the girl walked off, Ari went in front of the camera. She's like, man, who the fuck is this bitch? Like, all this crazy, just, like, talking about how the girl look, all this stuff. I'm just like, and people were, like, gassing that video. And I'm just like, what is wrong with y'all? I got a theory of that. Um, I think people that act like that is they're trying to mask something. It's an insecurity that they're trying to hide within themselves. So they're trying to make other people, bring other people down to bring to themselves, themselves up. up. As a, I just... I find so much more joy within myself and what I put out into the world being the way I am. Now, I don't think everybody got to be like me. You ain't got to be friendly to everybody, but you ain't got to be rude to not yeah, be friendly. That's what I'm saying. So. Which is why, like, um, it's crazy that we find humor in uh, comments on Instagram. But in reality, <laughs> them shits are disgusting. They are, bro, and they are mean as fuck. Man, I seen bro. I seen one today, and I ain't gonna lie, this is about to sound crazy, but I couldn't help it. Like I was trying not to laugh so bad, but it was a video of some firemen bringing some kids out of a burning house, and they played it in reverse. So the fireman was bringing the kids in the house. So I ain't laugh at the video, say, but kids. I clicked. But I clicked <laughs> on the comments. In the comments, I was like, "Oh man, these folks is wild," and they was going in like, uh. How 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 conservatives blue, uh, view um, abortions or some shit like that? Like they were saying some crazy shit. Now the vaccination one is yeah wild. the vaccination one. They said that shit too. Oh my god, they were just like, oh well, your daughter's three, so she's already in her going through her midlife. Like or. <laughs> They'd be like, well, like it was, just, it was crazy. Like to go through all the shit I was reading, I was like, y'all, these are this is really somebody's kid. Like they're still alive. How you feel about the vaccinations, though? I think it's fucking stupid not to vaccinate your kids. Not to. Yeah. yeah. Like to me, it's like I I was vaccinated. I was fine. You know what I'm saying? I know hella people who are vaccinated. I was fine. I mean, we it all are literally pretty much the majority dis- of us. Yeah, and it was literally disproved that whole autism thing. Mm-hmm. Disproved. It's fake. He was a fucking lunatic. He was leading a cult. All kind of shit vaccinations don't cause autism now is there mercury in some vaccines yes but though like the, I, I read something about a woman who had a vaccination uh related disease she said even with this shit words uh even with the disease she has she says i will never not vaccinate my children she was like i will still vaccinate them because i would rather them have to deal with what I'm dealing with, which is not mm-hmm. that bad, than for them to catch measles, for them to, like, any of those yeah, things. Yeah, you know because, they had a case of the measles last year. Yeah, and what people don't realize is vaccinations work if everybody is vaccinated. Mm-hmm. But if everybody isn't vaccinated, you have newborns that are now susceptible to measles. You have people who have low immune systems, immunodeficiencies, and yeah. 
viruses mutate. So if they find a host that they can mutate in to get into That's what I said. Else, Next thing you know, somebody going to have a black plague. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> like, why in 2018 would someone have the fucking measles? Exactly. That shit's scary as because fuck. Like, when I seen it on the news, I was like, ain't no way in hell this is real. People are retarded. Like, I, I hate, like, it's like everyone wants to live this natural lifestyle and they want to be the organic mom. and They want to they go this. against technology. They're and scared of like, technology. Yo. This stuff has been made for a reason. Mm -hmm. Don't go backwards. Keep moving forward. Medical technology is yeah, real. <laughs> exactly. Like, to me, I don't know shit about nothing medical. Mm -hmm. I researched the vaccine. Me too. Me too. You know, I researched the vaccines to make sure that they were safe for my baby before I made a real hard decision. But one thing that really stuck to me was, damn, if Ariana don't get vaccinated, she can't go to school. That must mean something. That's the like, biggest deal, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to homeschool my, my kid. So I was like, cause she'd be fucked, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know? So I was like, man, this, this is a no brainer. Like she's going to get vaccinated. Uh, even with the flu, I was about to not get her the flu vaccinations because I was like, it's not mandatory. But then all, um, her grandmother actually called me to tell me about a kid that died from the flu in, uh, North Carolina. Uh -huh. I never got my daughter See, vaccinated so fast. I don't, I don't think the flu shot is important for adults as it is for children. Though. Yeah. For children, you know, their little bodies is more. Yeah. They're more susceptible to infection yeah. and it's harder to fight. So, but people, they want to believe what they want to believe. Everybody's a fucking conspiracy theorist. Like, there's no, there's no logic. Everybody thinks with emotion. Uh-huh. They don't think logically. They don't think ethically. They only think with their hearts. I was going to say with and their hearts. And their then, heart. yeah, and then everyone is followers. They yeah. just want to do <laughs> what you they see the cool. next person do. If it's trending at that time, yeah. it's right. Like, the whole the, the whole ideal of not vaccinating your 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 kid is insane. And yeah. one person <laughs> one person put it on the internet and everyone followed after that. That shit is scary yeah. as hell how powerful yeah. how powerful the internet is. It's like how champions used to be like you ain't wear that shit and yeah. now it's popping like uh -huh. bruh, what the fuck cuz I, I love remember they champion sold that too. shit. I'm gonna be honest. This is it but like they used to sell that shit at Walmart yeah. where we could get it for like what like $10. Nah, you know what's funny? Um, damn, when was that? I think this was right before I went to Georgia Southern. It might have been like 2011. I wore this same champion uh, sweatsuit damn near all winter. <laughs> and everybody was joking on me like, what the hell did you get a champion sweatsuit? I was fly now, huh? Oh, I'm going to be honest. I wasn't fly. I was dirty as hell. I was going to work in that motherfucker. On the weekends, I might put an outfit on and go out or something. But yeah. I was wearing that damn champion sweatsuit. I mean, shit, man. But now you. everyone's wearing champion. Yeah. That's what that's what's crazy. That shit to me. probably worth hella money now. Cause vintage. Yeah, but too bad. Too bad I wore that shit. I wore that shit to work and got grease all over it and shit. I should have just kept it. But I was wearing that motherfucker every day. But yeah, um, social media, that shit is wild as hell. And um I showed you the article about about the blackfish and shit. Yeah. So for the people listening, um, it's this thing <laughs> that white women are doing. It's called blackfishing. It's like catfishing. But what they're doing is they're making themselves look like black women on social media. Wow. And they're not denying the fact that they're actually white women. They're they're like getting, I, I want to say that was a spray tan. They're not even denying the fact that they're monetizing off uh -uh. pretending to be black women. Yeah, that shit is wild as hell. But you know what, like... That whole thing made me think of like what's everybody's standard of beauty is because it's like 
in the 90s, we loved Nia Long. We loved, uh, you know, people that was just naturally be- uh, beautiful. And nowadays, everybody has to look like a Kardashian or something. Mm-hmm. And that's where all this goddamn blackfish and shit comes from. Yep. And so, okay, so me, I'm not a, I mean, you see me now. I don't wear makeup yeah. uh, too often. I started doing it on my channel because... The light will wash you the fuck out. And I was just like, boy, I look like a fucking ghost right now. So let me just <laughs> uh, let me just put some color on my face, you know, make myself look like somebody. But even then, I don't know how to do my makeup like these bitches be doing. Like they be re- reconstruct be reconstructing the bones in their face. Y'all, yes. I'm having so much trouble. Making themselves look like Drake <laughs> and all kind of shit. And so it's this like it's hard out here, bruh, for a woman who is just like natural. Like, mm-hmm. like who, no work done, not thick, you know, say not wearing weave all the time, not really into makeup. It's hard because the standard of beauty has turned into, you know, huge ass, slim waist, big old titties, long hair or big curly hair, yeah. um, fucking big, big lips that aren't real <laughs> <laughs> and makeup done to the nines. And it's just like. Me, I've always been like a chilling. I've always been like one of the dudes. Like yeah. I've always been one, of, like one of the boys. Like I've never been the dress up type of bitch. And you kind of see that those are like the kind of girls that are what they like, what men like, or what they portray to like. Because you know, you they'll be on on like social media and shit. That'll be all the pictures they like. The real thick ass bitches that look like fucking centaurs and shit. And yeah. I'm just like. This is crazy, you know, <laughs> or like Fashion Nova. They will present the same outfits that Rainbow has, but it looks better on Fashion Nova because all of their fucking models are stacked. And then the fa- uh, the Rainbow models are skinny, like are built like me, yeah. you know. So, I mean, I get what they're doing because if I really wanted to be that bitch and monetize my Instagram that way, I'd do the same shit. But I, I feel like my biggest thing was authenticity. I didn't want to change who I was to get followers and shit. But these bitches like are making hella bread, tanning like shit, where, like basically pretending to be black women. The thing is that they're not denying it. And then they're denying the existence of white privilege. Like yeah. they're literally like people are telling you, you are looking like a black woman, but you're white and you don't have to deal with anything that has to do with being a black woman. And this girl said, white privilege isn't real. Bitch. Oh yeah, you seen that? (laughs) That's like the only thing, like that whole article, that was the one thing that I was like, no the fuck she didn't. She said white privilege isn't real. She said it wasn't, you literally get to be a white woman, get treated like a white woman, but an exotic white woman because you look the way you do. Uh That shit's not, no. Because if a black woman looked just like you, but she's black, she's not going to get treated the way you get treated. Nah, it's it's um, real interesting. Me and my homeboy, we talk about it all the time. It's like a black woman will have French braids in her hair, and they'll be like, Ugh, her hair looks tacky. She should just wear it down. Yep. But a Kardashian will put in French braids, and they'll be like, oh, look at her. That's high-end fashion. Yeah, Fucking she's trendy. innovative. It's trending. It's high-end fashion. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? She got French braids. I had yep. French braids damn near half my teenage years. And if a black woman were to wear that like at work or something, she would get sent home. Yeah. Or she would be like, can you please get... Like, there's a girl I work with that has purple hair, a white female. If she was black, she'd be ratchet. They would say she was. I ratchet. thought about that. I was at the gym yesterday and I seen um, 
a young girl, she she might have been like 14, 15, and she had all purple hair. And I just was, I don't know, I just was thinking, I was like, you know, when you're young, stuff like that is all right, it's cute, you ain't going nowhere but yeah. school. But I was like, I wonder if she's going to be like that when she get older. Yep. You think so? Well, oh, no, no. So I think when you have the chance to do that when you're a child, mm-hmm. you tend to not want, need to experiment as much as an adult. Like me, my mom ain't let me do shit with my hair, with nothing. <laughs> so the first thing I did when I left my house was dye my hair like red like this. Yeah. I had my hair that fucking red. And that's bright. Fucked my hair up. Yeah. But after that, I did that. I went blonde. Um, I did a few cr- colors here and there, but then I got tired of that shit. And I what made you want to do a bright red? though? Rihanna. <laughs> that was when Rihanna was red. And I was just like, oh, Rihanna's a bad bitch. And I got to be a bad bitch, too. I forgot like, about that, too. That was early on, Rihanna. Yeah. Rihanna was my, oh, my God. I was just like, everything she did, I was like, this is just what I, like, the way bitches stand Beyonce, that's how I stand Rihanna. I like, still, I still feel that way about Rihanna. Like I always have. That's Brianna's what I fuck just, with. But and I don't like even a like celebrities. Different. Like yeah. she's different, bro. Like but you know, I got it's it's this weird thing about it. Like, cause I don't like celebrities. I told mm-hmm. you, I think I think we put way too much emphasis on them. Yeah. But so someone like Rihanna and Cardi B, I'm gonna be honest. Like when I see them, I'll be like, cause they're realistic. You fine as hell. Yeah, you realistic. You fine as hell. But I would never marry a woman like that. <laughs> and I don't want to be with one because I'm just I'm just being honest here. They just some little freak bitches to me. Okay. Well, see, and with me, I like the like the confidence in their sexuality. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like Rihanna. And, and that's what I don't like. Rihanna and Cardi are on two totally different levels of confidence in their sexuality. I feel like Rihanna is real subtle mm-hmm. with her sexuality. But she just oozes it. Like everything about that. That bitch can smile at you the right way and yeah. it, it'll come off sexual. Yeah. Cardi is more like. It's, it's out there in your face. Mm-hmm. I agree with you on that. It's yeah. out there uh, in your face. But see, me, like, when it comes to a woman being, you know, sexual, I wanted to be nice and conservative. You, you wanted to be me. for you, not for, yeah, like, the world. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Like, I, mean, I, totally I, don't want her, I don't want her going out. Like, I'm going to be honest. Like, I be in the club. I be seeing girls with, you know, with damn boy shorts on and damn little, little bras. I be like, damn, that bitch look good. But I don't be thinking, like, no. oh, I want to be with her. Yeah. Like, that's never a thought in my mind. And that's, like, so the person that I was dealing with uh, most recently, he's very, like, he was very conservative-like. You know what I'm saying? Not, like, conservative to the point where it's, like, boring. But he's, he's like, yeah. what's for me is for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, when I would wear, like, the pants I have on now, when I wear pants like this, he like, man, they look nice on you. He's like, but I feel like everybody gets to see like what I see because they're so like. See, I disagree with that though because yeah. I think I think um, it's a line between being conservative and mm-hmm. just being insecure. Well, no. So what I'll say is like, it was more like anything that's like revealing, revealing. You know what I'm saying? Which I under because it never came off as an insecurity to me because yeah. he was very cl- he was always really open. You see that communication shit yeah. always helps. You know, at first I thought it was. Uh-huh. But when he's he's just like, you know, it was kind of like when you open a surprise. You know what I'm saying? That's like I, I always use that analogy too. Yeah, he's just like it's just nice to be like you never get to see it, and then it's like oh, it's there because you yeah. know, like and it's not to that's how not I feel to make too, it though. about me. You know what I'm saying? But it's like I'm skinny off face value. Yeah. See me, I'm like you wouldn't think much of it. He got to see whole other sides of me. 
So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So he was just like, it's like my own little secret. He's like, so a when present, you, A present on Christmas yeah. that you didn't even know what it was. Yeah. And That's so, understandable. Because uh, when you see these girls out in the club, it's like, you already know what's in there. Yeah. And then when you finally get to it, you like, this shit and, ain't and hitting like I what, thought it yeah, would. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's never what you thought it was going to be. And it's like, and it's not, you know, do what you do, wear what you want to wear, cool. You may not want to be with the type of man that thinks like that. Me, I love that shit. I love yeah. when someone treats me like I am just this little thing and like just this precious little thing. You know what I'm saying? Not mm-hmm. like in a, a condescending manner, but like in a special manner. Like I'm for, I'm special to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Me, the, what you see of me, not even just physically, but everything about me, it's like you treat it like it's only like specially made, custom made for you. You know? Yeah. And I like that shit. And I like when men treat me like they see that's how I want to present myself because that means I'm getting the message across. Some people don't care about that shit. They're just like, it's nah. my ass and if I want to shake it in front of everybody and in my little booty shorts, then let's go. But and <laughs> I feel you, sis. But like, I ain't, ain't I, ain't, I ain't with that shit though. And then like, it's even scarier to think like, is that how little girls going to be when they get I older? Will fuck my daughter up. No, I'm saying like, I don't want to use your daughter, so I'm going to just say something yeah. else. Another little girl. <laughs> let's, say a, let's say a little girl comes up to you or something. Let's say you at school or something, and, 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 and your daughter's friend comes up to you, and she's like, she's like, um, I'm going to be like Cardi B when I grow up. And you're looking at her like, what? And then you're like, what about her you want to be like? And she pulls up the video money, a card to be shaking ass in a strip club. Um, that's a conversation she need to have with her mama. You know <laughs> but I'm saying? saying just think but, about it. That shit is scary yeah, as hell. Yeah, that is scary as fuck. And it's like, so... There's little things I do with my daughter to try and, like, reinforce herself, you know? Mm-hmm. Because Ariana's going to grow up in a very weird place because she's never going to be, like, Latina enough for Latinas, but she's going to go through that shit where she's not black enough for black females either. Mm-hmm. She's never going to be enough for anybody. So I want to kind of raise her in an environment where she knows that she's enough, period. Like, you are a black woman, and I will do my best to teach you that. But I have wonderful black women in my life who do that for me as well, who do for her what I can't, you know? And then on the Latina side of it, I teach you all I can of our cultures that you know because it starts with the knowledge of who you are, where you come from, your ancestry, all that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, for, I don't straighten my hair anymore. And at first it was because it was like for my own like, Oh, I need my hair needs to get better. But now I continue to not apply heat and straighten my hair because I want my daughter to be comfortable with hers. You know, I don't want her to damage the things that make her unique to look like other people. Um, what do you say? Uh, so things like that, as far as hair and stuff like that, do you do you gain those insecurities from like where others view the standard of beauty? Um, I gained those insecurities from, like, growing up the way men treated me. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, so, Hispanics are hairy when they're kids. Like, our hair is Yeah, I remember you talking about that. And, um, oh, yeah, I did. I told y'all, like, I used to get made fun of bad to the point where I shaved my eyebrows off my face. Like, or I got, my dad caught me shaving my back one time. Or... I got made fun of because I was skinny. Like, people would spread rumors saying that I was anorexic. Mm -hmm. And so I always had an insecurity about my weight, you know. Um, It was a whole bunch. It wasn't necessarily the standards of beauty, but, like, cultural because I, like, I I wasn't built like the black girls, but I also was built different from white girls. So it was like nobody liked me. 
mm-hmm. nobody wanted to be with me. Yeah, because you know, kid. white men think if you got booty, you fat. Yeah, are used to. Yeah, and, and <laughs> it was that, and then like it was like I was bigger than the white girls, but I was also like I had all that body hair, so I looked really dark. And then like you know, it's like you know like how like Indian children look. Mm-hmm. That's how I looked like as a kid, hairy wise. Like it was just like my eyebrows were really thick. Yeah. My hair was really prominently dark. I had long, messy hair that I didn't know what to do with it. You know, I just like the uh, girl. I look like from, an eleven year old. The girl from Orange Is the New Black. Yeah. You, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Like that, and I just like my mom. I wanted to be just like my mom, but my mm-hmm. mom straightened her hair all the time. My mom could wear makeup. My mom was built like fucking J-Lo. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was hard to be 9, 10, 11 going into fucking puberty and shit with a mom that looked like mine. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I want Ariana to look at me and see, like, that I'm natural. You know what I'm saying? That I that I take care of myself, that I can be beautiful when I'm like this, and I can be beautiful when I'm done up. You know, but I want her to see me like this more than anything. And even with like her dolls, her Barbies, the shows she like, I'm very all the time. She has like two white Barbies. She has the rest of them black and Hispanic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't play that shit. Or when we were start, when she started wanting to watch Disney movies, first Disney movie I ever showed her was Princess and the Frog because I don't want you to see the Disney movies that are with the white girls and everything like that and think that's the only kind of princess there is. And now my daughter's just on her own recognizance because I let her see the rest of the Disney movies. Princess Tiana is her favorite because that's the one she feels she could relate to the most, you know? So I, like I try to reinforce all these things with my child so that she doesn't end up like one of these Instagram thoughts that feel like they have to be something else to portray themselves to the world, to get somewhere, to get affection, to get notoriety, to get the money that they want, any of that. I want to embrace every single part of my child. All that shit that we see with the with the blackface, uh, mm-hmm. what, what they called it, blackfish. Blackfishing. Blackfishing. <laughs> that shit is insecurities off yeah. rip. And I could tell why, because them hoes was ugly before they did all that shit. Gross looking. You know what I'm saying? They, A lot of them motherfuckers is. And I hate to say that, but... Your personality makes me comfortable. The fact that you are okay with what you're doing makes me comfortable saying that you are not only ugly as a person, you are ugly personality-wise. Exactly. And, and now that's all that matters. So now you're just ugly all around. Which is why I don't I don't follow none of them Instagram thoughts. Like, none of them. I don't even want to see that shit. No. Um, I'm going to be honest, though. When I, was I follow in- the one with fitness channels, though, because some of them oh. that have real bodies... Their fucking fitness program. Oh yeah, I follow. Legit. I follow. I follow a couple fitness girls though. I'm actually showing to you when we get done. But um, I'm gonna be honest. When I was in college, I followed a lot of them on Twitter, mm-hmm. and I hate my Twitter now. <laughs> I be trying to. I be trying to unfollow all of them, but they all, all there. It ain't. It ain't nothing but naked ass all over my Twitter. I hate that shit. Matter of fact, I think when I go to the gym today, when I get on the bike, I'm gonna I'm go ahead and unfollow all of them. Cause I'm tired of seeing that shit. Yeah, <laughs> I hate seeing these fake ass booties. I can't stand no fake ass. But speaking of that, I seen something on social media today that had me fucking rolling. It was talking about how um, weave is for women. Uh, I don't know why they try to pretend like they put the weave in their head for men. They don't. <laughs> weave is so that other women could tell you like, bitch, like your hair is amazing. It's yeah. Late. Like, like when I wear wigs, I do not think. About what a man is going to tell me. 
Yeah. I, first of all, my experience with men is that none of them give a fuck about when I got a wig on. Like, every man I've ever been with likes my hair at its natural state. They like it when it's just curly. I'm glad you know that, too. Yeah, I mean, and like I'm telling you, I'm all about that. I keep talking about it, but communication for me, I like as a when I was younger dating, I fucking spent too much time trying to figure out what's on the nigga mind, bro. No, I'm just going to ask. Like, yeah. do you like this? Do you not like this? For any aspect of the relationship, I don't play these little fuck fuck games not to ask questions that I need answers to. Wigs are scary as fuck, too. Are they? Man, them shit is scary. Why? Like, I, man, I'll never forget when I was in college, it was this girl. And, um, damn, that shit was crazy. But I had walked to her crib. I was drunk as hell one day. I had walked to her crib because uh, she stayed in, like, the apartment complex across from mine's. And I got over there. First off, she was really into sex. Like... She she was a she was a phone sex operator. Get the so fuck she had all this all these phone systems in her room. I ignored that shit. On the other side, First she red flag. I, I ignored it. Yeah, yeah, I ignored that shit. I'm I'm drunk, so I'm like, you know, I ain't tripping on that shit. Then by the bed, she had a swing like over the bed. I'm like, oh, this bitch into some weird sex shit, like some uh, what's it called, forty or fifty shades of gray, whatever the fuck that shit called. Oh, she like BDSM. Yeah, whatever the hell that is. I had somebody ask me that, and I thought it was buying stocks and uh, machinery. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, how you know I'm fucked up. All I think bondage, about is business. Dominatrix. I think it's bondage, dominatrix. I'm a, I want to say sadist is what S stands for. But don't See, I'm thinking about business. That's how you know nah, I'm crazy. Yeah. But yeah, so then she, she got all these weird swings and shit like that. Then like I go in the bathroom to piss and I and I, I look in the bathroom, it's all these mannequin heads with these wigs on it. I'm like, okay, man, this shit creepy scary. as fuck. Then so after I seen that, when I went back in the room, I noticed them shits was all over the fucking room. Well, I mean, looking okay, like look, looking like heads. Up, you were set up for failure the moment you walked up in that bitch. So I can understand why the wigs would have been intimidating. <laughs> fucking I could I get it. You know what I'm saying? That And then <laughs> I'm gonna be honest too, like some women, man, they can be, they can be, I don't even wanna say intimidating, but just them being over sexual, it's just kinda like, it makes you a little <laughs> nervous. Like you be like, why so this bitch me, so freaky? Let me ask you a question. So, me, I'm getting to the, like I told you earlier that like I keep a pack of condoms in my drawer. Uh huh. I do that for my safety because I'm like, cause you know, some motherfuckers like to pull. Well, I didn't, I didn't bring one, and I, I, my thing yeah, is like, yeah, yeah. listen, I don't need none of them excuses. And I, if we, if we about to get there, I don't want it to be no reason that we gotta stop. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So I keep one in my drawer, and would if you saw like if you was about to get it popping with somebody, you didn't have it, and she did, would you feel some type of way about that? I've been in that situation numerous times, and I felt a type of way every time. I'm just going to be honest. Because it, it was like, she's ready. Like, why is she so ready? Yeah. Like, because like, in my head, like, um, men men try to lie and say they don't have insecurities and they don't give a fuck about shit. Mm-hmm. We do. And I'll be the first one to say I care about things. Like, um, I just started admitting this like a month or two ago. I have horrible jealousy issues. Yeah. I never I never act on them nor speak on them, but I've had them my whole entire life. Yeah. So, like, when something like that happens, my first thought is, this bitch do this shit all the time. Look at me over here thinking like I'm finally lucky or some shit. I don't, I haven't even cracked the box open. Yeah. I've never, I've never been in a situation where I've had to use them or anything. So in that situation, you don't know though. Yeah. And so that's like, so I was talking to one of my homegirls before because I was just thinking, I was like, you know, I'm not fucking with nobody right now or anything, but if I ever do, 
what am I going to do if they, like, don't have a condom or something? Yeah. And she was just like, oh, just get them. I was like, but you don't think that they're going to feel like some type of way? Because then I was like, well, I don't know their sizes. Do I get a variety but you of know, them? Because go- <laughs> <laughs> then that's going to look bad if yeah. I have, like, all the sizes there in my, uh-huh. in my drawer But, you know, shit. it kind of goes both ways because it's, it's kind of like, man, um, you, you kind of feel some type of way about the condoms, but at the... On the other end, you're like, man, I'm glad she had a condom because I ain't had none for real. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's like, damn, it just it just could go both ways. See, and that's like with me, I just I'm to a place where it's like I made a lot of irresponsible decisions as a kid. Like, uh-huh. you know, I'm, I, I say kid, but like when I was like 18, 19 and I'm just like. I don't feel like there's no need for all that shit no more. Like, I don't feel like there's yeah. no need for me to risk myself like so that. Now, I'm lucky to be here at 25 with a negative HIV status, with no STDs, with my with my beautiful daughter. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I've never had any crazy situations. I think when I moved to Augusta is when, is when I started having these concerns because yeah. STDs are flying around this bitch like oxygen. And I was just like... You know, if I do deal with somebody, I don't want nobody to compromise my life like that. So I'm I'm gonna be honest. Um, STDs is a real thing. Um, things can happen. Yep. I know personally. Yeah. Things can happen. Um, you know what's also funny? How how uh a lot of a lot of people when you talk about STDs and stuff, the only time you ever hear people talking about STDs is is when they're talking about, oh, I've never had an STD before, or woody woody woo. Like people in uh, in uh, media, like I I see Charlemagne, he'll say some shit like, uh, yeah, I done been with all these women, I ain't never had no STD, da 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 da, and it's like, come on, bro, STDs you know, is real. Someone gave me an STD when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Like, thank God it was curable. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, but. And the thing about when shit like that happens in high school is like it never stays between you and that person. Mm-hmm. You know, this person he went and told everybody, and then he lied and said that he didn't. I was like, it's crazy. It's crazy to think about it too, because like when you're young like that, when you're like 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, even yeah. 21, it's like uh, you hear about it's an like STD. Offensive. Nah, not even that. It's like you hear about an STD, and you're like, oh hell no, nah. I heard they yeah. got chlamydia. But now that you're grown, you're like, bro, it's a bacterial infection. Yeah, and it gets it is curable. But <laughs> yeah. with that being said, while we're talking about this stuff, you know, y'all make sure there's two free clinics in Augusta. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And if you're not from Augusta and you're listening to this, you can go to freeclinic.org. I actually put it on one of my YouTube videos. And you can go find a clinic in your local area to get checked because Georgia has, I believe, the second highest AIDS rate. And I think Atlanta got... Uh, Atlanta has yeah. number uh, number one and Augusta's number three. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that you know, shit is crazy. Y'all know y'all status. There's no reason to put yourself hey, at risk. And men out there, I'm going to be the one to speak it and, and, and be up front and, and vocal because I don't mind being judged. It's some bitches that's running around here that y'all think is the finest bitches in the world and you, and you lucky <laughs> to be with them. They the ones that's going to get you because trust me, when I was like 21 years old, I seen a little bitch. I thought she was the finest bitch in the world. Fat old ass. And a couple of days went by, and that piss got real hot. <laughs> and, you know, another thing, too, if you know you have an incurable STD. Oh, let people know. Tell them, bro. And if For somebody sure. tells you that they have an incurable STD, keep that shit to yourself. Because the fact that they to- they didn't have to tell you, and they still did. And I think mm-hmm. there's a level of respect that should be had for people who could still openly tell you that because they gave you the chance to either say yes or say no, you know? I feel like that should be, like, a form of rape. 
to not tell somebody you have an incurable STD. Yeah, they um they just start charging people with that. They should in that the last couple trash. years, but it is disgusting. And on top of that, you know, it's always awkward. Like every time I've ever met someone and they and they ask me like uh. Not even ask you what's your status. They'll they'll be like, "Hey, we should uh go get tested together before we have sex." At first, you know, I used to get offended when I was young. Like, yeah. man, this bitch trying me like I'm just nasty or something like that. But now me being grown, that's yeah. actually an amazing idea. Yeah. Like you going with someone and y'all both going to the clinic. That sounds good as fuck. To be able and then to think that you could have a sexual relationship after that, carefree, damn near. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? Like as long as you like to me, if I were to do something like that. And then me and this person had an understanding that we were only fucking with each other. Mm-hmm. There could be certain things that we can now discuss. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That we can move further and like, because now I trust you. And now we can move forward in this. Me personally, I would still, I would still use protection. Oh, though. well, yeah. Cause you know, I got trust issues though. I feel you. And you can, <laughs> I don't believe in birth control. So condoms keep you from getting yeah. pregnant. So yeah. And then, um, <laughs> To the, to the best of it's their also <laughs> it's also crazy how many niggas like like be involved with a female and she'll be like oh I'm on birth control I'm good and he'd be like boy I be busting her wrong goddamn she on birth control I'm like boy you don't know if she got HIV I got pregnant on birth control I, I just like to say that yeah I was taking I was on uh, Depo Pivera mm-hmm. and my daughter that's the thing in the arm no d- the, Depo's the shot, the shot. Okay. yeah and then when I was taking the pill. You know, not this not to be sad. This is just to inform y'all. I was pregnant, but I lost that child. But I was on birth control uh, mm-hmm. for that as well. Both times I've been pregnant, I was on birth control. Damn, so, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, me and my homeboy <laughs> had a I'm real Rican, good. I'm Puerto Rican though. We fertile. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I heard. But me and my homeboy had a real good conversation about birth control, and um, I actually talked to a female about it, and she told me I had no business talking to a man about something that involved females. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting, like, you know, we both was doing our little research on it about birth control and how, like, it kind of messes up women's hormones. Uh, Depo had me in – well, I was already very depressed at the time because I had a lot of shit going on, but when I got on Depo, it just got so much worse. And, um, you know, I really, all birth control doesn't do the same thing. So Mm -hmm. if you're one of those people who still believe in birth control, look into the side effects of the birth control that you are taking. Depo-Provera used to be used for child molesters to make them, to lower their sex drive. And when I was on Depo and somebody else I knew, I won't reveal them, you know what I'm saying? But someone else I knew that was on Depo had the same issue. The sex drive completely depleted. It was gone. So it's like, and it also affects uh, every woman differently. Yeah, and birth control affects every woman differently. Like Implanon worked perfectly for me, but some women have a lot of complaints about that. That's the implant in your arm. Okay, okay. So you know, um, look, look, look for what works for you. Um, CVS pharmacies do birth control for free now. You can go to a CVS pharmacy and get prescribed birth control from there. So not having health insurance is no longer an excuse. Uh, it's not, it should have never been an excuse. Y'all should always be taking care of yourselves. Like it, it needs to start here. You know, we got a platform to talk about this stuff. So if you listen in and have never made an appointment, have never done anything to take care of yourself. Don't wait until you, until your piss is hot. <laughs> fucking decide that you're going to get checked. You should be getting that thing. Like if you get your car checked every three months, you should be doing the same shit for yourself, bro. Like, yeah. Take good care of that shit. Mm-mm. And then you wondering why that thing got a little older down there. You letting this You're nigga. You're so stupid. <laughs> hey, bro. for real. A nigga, a nigga go to the club and eat a 20-piece hot wings and drink goddamn a half a bottle of Hennessy. And you letting this nigga bust in you. Yep. What you think going to happen? 
Yep. And that's another thing. Be mindful of your partners because your partners can have you fucked up in other ways besides STDs. So, you know, that's just my little spiel, my little plug in to yeah. that one. I don't even know how we got on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. Uh, I tell people all the time on my podcast, I tend to ramble. Cause I'm a, uh, I'm gonna make sure I get, I get these topics hit, these thoughts flowing, which is why I try not to uh, have people on at the last minute. Cause I know mm-hmm. how I get sometimes. I do definitely want to touch base on the topic that we were discussing earlier about the women getting drafted. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only one I missed too. How you feel about that? Um, damn that shit. I'm gonna be honest. It's kind of deep. Uh. It's funny because uh, women always fought for equal rights, Mm -hmm. but then when it comes to the draft, it kind of seems like they don't want to be equal in that sense, (laughs) which is what they was discussing um, whenever it got passed in Texas. But I'm going to be honest, I think... um, I think think women should uh, be able to enlist in the draft. I do. The same way, the same way they can sign up for the military, I think they should be able to enlist in the draft. But on the other end, I don't believe in the draft. Period. I think it's well more than enough people that's in willing to sign up for the military mm-hmm. where we don't need a draft today. So, me being prior service, I can totally see why this is even a conversation because mm-hmm. women can now sign up for combat roles and they can be rangers, they can do the infantry. But with that being said, a lot of women don't make it through those things. These are some fucking brawlic ass women that are making it through, you know. Um, For example, when we would go to the field, they would like take the women back to go take showers and shit because we're at more high risk health wise for certain things, you know. And I definitely Um, agree with that. Yeah. um, With ranger school, like. There's my, literally like one woman a class that passes that shit. You know there what? I was just about to say that. that. that my cousin went to Ranger School, and I think she said they started out with like ten or twelve women, and she was the only one that graduated. Your cousin is fucking badass. That's fucking crazy. You, you want me to tell you the truth? What? I haven't spoken to her in a long time. I hope she don't mind me talking about her, but uh, she's built just like me. Okay, you see? She's like, well, I'm 6'1". I'm 6'1". <laughs> she's probably about 5'10". You gotta Same have some, body frame as me, You though. gotta have some fucking power behind you to make it through that shit, man. Yeah. Like me, like we did, we did a, like, even carrying a weapon, bruh. Like, that everyone ain't heavy, built. Ain't it? <laughs> yeah, so everyone ain't built. You know what I'm saying? And like, I would do ruck more. I got hurt doing, just carrying 50 pounds in a ruck. Like, mm. that's the reason I'm not in the army today. Because if it wasn't for that shit, I'd still be in. But I got hurt because I was carrying half of my fucking body weight. But yeah. that that's the minimum requirement, you know. But this people want to talk about the draft, but the same shit can be said for the fact that with the transgenders that they were allowing in the military. I think Donald Trump uh, took that policy back. But if a man was trans female, which, you know, female, mm-hmm. he would be taking a female PT test. When he is more physically capable than the rest of the females, which means he had an upper hand. You know what I'm saying? On the other hand, there were parts of the male PT test that I would do better than in some than some males. I could run faster than some males. I could do more push-ups than some males. So it's like 
yeah, I see where the equality thing comes in, but it's still based on the individual. And I think the draft is more of a tradition thing more than anything. And I think that's why it's been kept traditionally. They men. need to revisit uh, the Constitution <laughs> period. Though. Oh, no, absolutely. Times have changed completely. Yeah. But, um, you know, that would take fucking Jesus himself will probably have to come down here to make them fucking. <laughs> uh, because you know, they're traditional. They, they're, yeah. they're way too conservative. America is based on their traditions and, mm-hmm. their, and, and their culture and conservativeness. And there's just certain things that they're never going to change. Like the fact that so Texas for sure changed it. Yeah. Okay. So Texas is probably going to be the exception to the rule. And now I know to never. Cause you know Texas. how Texas is. Yeah. Tech, yeah. I will probably never live in Texas because you got me fucked up. I, yeah. I'm not going to That's actually where my mom lives right now, too. My mom lives in San Antonio. And to me, it's just like, there's just something about, like, I could never, I mean, I get the equality shit, but I can never imagine just drafting a bunch of women to join the, the front line. You know what I'm saying? It's not to be like they're incapable, but, think, but it's just like. I think when some people hear that, though, they think it's going to be like uh, Black Panther. The, uh, now, the group. How many women y'all know built like that? <laughs> no, look, I, I'm for real. How many hey, bitches y'all know really um, about that shit? Damn, it's something else I wanted you to see too. It, it's a girl. Her name is uh Tony Harris, and she's the first skill, the skill uh player that got a scholarship to go into college. Yeah, I want you to look oh, at her real quick. She's um she's not even a very big girl. I oh, want to say yeah, first first skill position female to get offered a, a scholarship and a lot of sports analysts are saying that she basically was like you she's know, playing defense yeah she's a she's a, a defensive back and she's now a very small undersized person period i don't think that's fair i don't think that's fair because there's gonna be schools that play against her mm-hmm. and there's gonna be people who don't play the way they're supposed to play based off the fact that she's on that field and i hate to say that I, it, I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to target her. You think so? It could go either because way. Because she's in the news. She was on USA Today yesterday. I just think, like, if, if women want to play football, right, mm-hmm. why not just do the same thing they do with the WNBA? You know what I'm saying? Make a female like, league. Yeah, or how they do with soccer. Make a female league. I'm sure she's not the only female in the, in the United States that want to play football, you know? But it's that's like an exception to be in a male game, like, and these motherfuckers are big, like. Look, and then, uh, we want to talk about equality. She she had recorded six tackles, and got a D one scholarship. That's wild. Six tackles, <laughs> <laughs> a whole, and I ain't talking about one year. I'm talking about a whole high school career. Yeah, the girl had six tackles. And she got a D one scholarship now. So it's basically because she was a female. Who yeah, played, who played it's, football? It's like it's kind of like a, a a fucking consolation trophy. Like, hey, I'm just gonna give you this 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 right here, so so you can just you know be a nice pet on media. Uh, so my question would be: Are they gonna play her? Like, are they gonna put actually put her on the field because they could give her that scholarship and not play her at all? Um, I'm gonna be honest. I don't think they are because um. I think that's a lie. She only started. She only started one time in high school. So they let her start senior night. Um, see, <laughs> <laughs> that shit sounds crazy, so don't the fuck it? Is, what's the fucking point? Because at this point, I feel like they have no intentions on starting her. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they did it for the media circus. Yeah, I told you she's on everything. Yeah, like USA Today. Come on, now. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, mean, I will say now, 
if people, I feel like maybe there will be a football league for females if the WNBA and female they got soccer. The, uh, they got the lingerie football get league. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, you know damn well that's not what hey, the hoes want. Hey, but I'm going to be honest, though. Them bitches be big as fuck on yeah, that Yeah, but that's not what they want, man. Like, not, Well, I'm sure those women do, but like, I'm sure this girl here, she just want to fucking play football. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's cool, and I admire that. I admire her, the ability because me, I'm not playing with them. Mm-mm, no. These motherfuckers I'm gonna be honest. I'm a man, you. and I'm um I'm a little bit above size, and I don't want to play football. That's what I said. I would if I had a son, I would be scared for my son to play football. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's a, that's a dangerous. And she's sport. a very small girl. Yeah, and so, I mean, people people try to ignore science. They they ignore <laughs> the anatomy of men versus women. They ignore the biology of it. That shit is just insane to me, and that's why I'm glad I finally had a woman on here. Yeah. And uh, I think when people hear this, they're gonna be a little upset. They're, they're gonna, gonna be like, be "That's like, not the one we wanted." Yeah, <laughs> we want somebody. We want somebody who's 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 always on the woman's side. We want somebody that that was gonna argue with you. And but I'm gonna be honest. There's certain things I'm not arguing anyway, though. But my thing is like I even feel like where women can disagree with me because I have a different opinion, they can understand my logic because mm-hmm. my logic still comes from a place of women. You know, I I think. I have biases because of the pedestal I put women on. Everything I say comes out of my love and expectations from women. Yeah. You know? And um, it's not a, I think that we should be in barefoot, pregnant in the kitchen type of shit. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's that I feel like we, we are better than the standards that we've set for ourselves trying to match up to men. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not to say that men are somehow lesser, but why are we trying to be them? Why? When we there's are actually us. beauty in being different. Yeah, and there's beauty in being women. The divine feminine, like, when you think about the divine feminine, the nurturing characteristics of being a woman, like, like there's no other nurturing creature in the world that can mm-hmm. nurture the way a woman can. And, and that's it's the not, beauty of a woman. And it's not even to be a mother, because being a mother is not what makes you a woman. It's not what makes you feminine. It just it's the It's the divineness of the femininity. It's just like... The ability to love and care the way we do, but still have the power that we have been able to gain over the years. You know what I'm saying? Men mm-hmm. don't have that flexibility that we have to be vulnerable and be powerful at the same time. We can be vulnerable and powerful at the same time exactly. without a decline. And me power. as a man, that's the kind of woman I want. Exactly. A woman that's a woman. Yeah. Not a woman that's trying to be like me and trying to show me that she's stronger than me physically. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like, we, like I think that Sometimes as women, we tend to run men off with wanting to be the powerhouse. But I think if you find the right man that can be the powerhouse, that it's okay to lean back. Be the powerhouse by yourself. Yeah. But if you find a man that knows how to be the powerhouse for you and you can trust him, you can you can fall back. Mm-hmm. You know, because me, I was raised by a single mother. You know, I didn't have a father around for a very long time. And... I saw my mom do everything by herself and I had to teach myself to be different. I had to teach myself to fall back. You know what I'm saying? Because I was not allowing my husband to be a man. So, you know what I'm saying? There's like certain things that we have, you have to communicate. You have to be observant. You got to be knowledgeable. You have to be self-aware. There's so many things that come into being not only a woman, but a partner in a relationship because people like, People just, they don't look at it in the big picture. They, they just look at it as, I'm a, I'm a woman, this is a man. Or I'm a man, this is a woman. We come together. We love each other. We have babies. They're, 
I'm with you. so much more I'm that with you on that completely because I grew up the same way and my mom basically taught me how to be a man. So yeah. on top of me trying to teach myself and I'm going to be honest with you, that shit was very rough. I know it because <laughs> it's not supposed to be that way. Yeah. As normalized as it's become, single parenting is not fucking normal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're supposed to be two people. Your it mother, sucks. your mother should be there to teach you the, teach you the ways that she can teach you. And mm-hmm. if you're, if you're a man, you know what I'm saying? Your father should be there to teach you to be a man. But honestly, though, I can't sit around and, like, worry about that and cry about it. No, of course not. I just got to move forward. But some people, they're not capable. I know. And that's what... It's sad. I'm kind of disappointed in myself because growing up, most of my friends didn't didn't grow up with their fathers neither. Mm -hmm. And I was always the one like, man, why y'all worry about that shit? Move forward when I really should have just been trying to talk to them about it. Yeah. Because now that shit kind of fucked them up because they never got a chance to get over it. Yeah. But... I'm going to be honest, I still feel kind of the same. Like, y'all niggas some grown-ass men grow yeah, the fuck this, up. I totally agree with you. Because at this point, there's a, an accountability. Yeah. Be different. Because it's not, it's not your dad's fault that you got them grew up and uh, you just wanted to be an ancient-ass nigga. No, I'm about to say, there's too many fault. people out here with six with single parents that made, yeah. it, that made it far. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I would I would never, like, blame my dad for anything. And matter of fact, first time me and him ever had, like, a real conversation um, I told him straight up. I was like, dog, I ain't, I ain't gonna be that kid that's gonna be trying to talk to you and blaming you, know? you for everything and saying you owe me this and you owe me that, bro. We good, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. I don't know what you was going yeah. through, but I do know that that whatever happened and whatever you went through easily could have happened to me also. So I can't be the judge of you. Yep, and so that's what me and my father were the same way. Like now we're better. We've kind of built my our relationship together when I was around twenty. Mm-hmm. Then I had my daughter and my father. Everything that he wasn't for me, he is for my daughter. So I forgave him without a shadow of a doubt. Like yeah. I was just like, you to me, you made up for it by being that kind of person. And you know, uh, I'm a single parent now. I, I raised Ariana by myself, and I think a lot of people. I, I don't want to be like I am the example for single parents or anything. I've learned a lot. I am at peace right now with the fact that. Her father is not involved. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of women can take a page out of that book because take removing that stress of always trying to make somebody be there or trying to blame them or trying to be like, oh, because they don't want to be with you or any of that, none of that shit even matters. All you can do is put everything into raising your child the best you can. People be worried about all that other shit, man. Fuck them. Like, Move forward. Yeah, like me. Keep fighting. My, my homegirls be talking to me about child support and shit. I'm like, why are they on child support? What's the big deal? They're going to give you this money anyways, so just put them on child support legally. Because mm-hmm. whether I'm on good terms with you or not, I don't know what's going to happen to you today that you just decide, fuck me, and you're not going to give me this to help me take care of my child. I don't get a lick of child support, but I'm on paper. You know what I'm saying? Just in yeah. case. You know, because you're not like, that money is for my child. So if you come up on like $6 million one day, I want to make sure my child gets her cut. Because I'm trying to put this girl through college, and, and that's my, and that's my only thing about about things like child support. And um, I don't I don't agree with alimony. I'm not even gonna sit here and lie. I don't agree with alimony. But as far as child support goes, I do believe that the child deserves, you know, yeah. to live the life that you live. Like, live the life that they would have lived if both of y'all were, were involved. Yeah. As so well. like when I heard Offset talking about how he takes care of his kids on Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. I was like, that's a, <clears throat> excuse me, that's a mature man right there mm-hmm. because. 
it is crazy for for your child to come to your house and see your wife driving a Bentley truck and then go home to his house and his mom has a 2002 yep. uh, Honda Accord. It's of crazy. I, so I, I agree. Yeah. You kind of want them to see the same thing and live the same kind of life. Yep. So I'm with that as far as child support goes, unless someone is taking care of the child. Yeah. So with me, I think that, so I think that there should never have, like, the conversations of anything extra should even happen. Mm-hmm. I think the legalities of it should happen first. And anything extra you do is your decision. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, because the, the what I tell everybody about child support is child support keep everybody involved safe. It keep the mom safe because he can't say that you not using the money for the right things. It keep the dad safe or whoever's the custodial, non-custodial parent because fathers can be the ones that are custodial. Uh, it keeps the uh, non-custodial parents safe because they can't say that you're not sending the money, you know. And then it makes sure that the baby's getting the money regardless. All right. You know? So um, listen to this. So because we talking about child support and mm-hmm. um, alimony, Jeff Bozo, the owner of Amazon, um, it was a story. <clears throat> I don't know if you heard about it, but <laughs> let, let me I, remember what happened. You talk about his wife, him and his wife divorced, and how she's getting like yeah, half the he company. got yeah, he got caught cheating. He got caught cheating or something, and I want to say the the girl he was cheating on her with, her boyfriend went through her phone and seen Jeff Bozo texting her or whatever yeah. and found out that he was uh, cheating or whatever. Yeah. So now they're splitting up, and his net worth is, what does it say? His net worth is $137 billion. He doesn't have a prenup. His wife is entitled to half. So I will tell you, I read the story about that. And before I wanted to make an opinion, I wanted to see kind of like the backstory. Uh, his wife helped him build Amazon. Like she was an active participant in building Amazon. So in their specific situation, to get all the money. I'm saying money. legally on paper, she wasn't though. Legally on paper, she wasn't. Because that's what that's what the debate was every time I talked to someone about it. They were like, she was there, especially like uh, for support. I hate words like support well, no, no. also. I, what I read wasn't about support. Uh-huh. What I read was actually like working and mm-hmm. taking part in everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but because I agree with you. That support shit. I can't, I can't wipe my ass with support. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Cool. That's something you should want, yeah. want to volunteer. You do it because like, you, you want to. Don't bring that shit up to me as some kind of collateral. Yeah. But um, do I think, like, I would have been pissed the fuck off if when I left my husband, I had to pay him child, uh, alimony. I would have been pissed. See what, what I'm fuck saying? I got to pay you alimony for So it, it goes both ways. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, I just wouldn't want to. Now, there are certain situations where I'm like, nah, bro, like it, it gotta happen. Like with my auntie and my um my uncle when they got divorced, my uncle he like he wouldn't let her go get her degree. He didn't want her to work. He didn't want to do anything. They was were he married. a control freak? Uh, I I I was young when mm-hmm. this was happening, so I can't really speak to the specifics. But I know that she wanted to do certain things and he didn't allow her to do them. So when they got a divorce, she got like three years of alimony and half the money from the house. I feel like. That was necessary because mm-hmm. he was the reason that she couldn't move forward in her f- in her future, you know. But um, but yeah, that's a, like I think it should be circumstantial. I definitely don't think I think that 
whoever's applying to get alimony needs to prove how this person held them back from having income of their own. Half of 137 billion I, I'm is not gonna a lot lie of you. fucking money, though. I'm not gonna lie to you and tell you that I wasn't gonna try to do that shit if I was married to motherfucker. What's his name? Jeff Romo or whatever. Uh, Jeff Bozo. Jeff Bozo. I, I I'm not gonna lie to you here and say that Man. if I was his wife, I wasn't gonna try to come. Think about it though. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just throw this she out here. Matter of fact, I'm gonna get back to that. But I'm gonna just throw this out here. Um. People kill for a lot less. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. People be having life's like uh, life insurance on their spouse for like a half a million dollars you know and be killing sick. them. You know he's sick. So by we that talking shit. about half of 137 billion. All I'm gonna say is people kill for less. But as far as the cheating thing go, this was always a debate about this. Um, I know women that 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 say that, um, and men also. Because I actually did a podcast with a guy that was a super super christian like i've never met someone that was more of a bible thumper than him i didn't put the podcast out though because the uh vocals got distorted i think it was his god trying to save him from uh whatever devil he thought i was (laughs) 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 but um he told me straight up and he's a man now a super strong christian man he told me straight up that he thinks people that cheat um should be punished he didn't say they should do how punished like he thinks he said they shouldn't be punished by like doing life in a prison or something like that but he thinks they should be punished like legally um or yeah but yeah like he thinks he thinks it should be illegal okay so it is illegal in some states in north carolina you can get sued Mm -hmm. for being involved in fidelities yeah and Okay. Um, what you call it? You can get sued for infidelities in North Carolina and uh, where else? I'm pretty sure there's a few other states. But um, let me tell you something. Shit happens. And I really feel like it being illegal would like be wild because you don't know what the fuck. Like, there's too many ins and outs of the reasons why people A lot cheat. of people will be in prison right now. Yeah. The prisons <laughs> will be over. But you know what? These private prisons would be lit. They be happy as fuck because they be getting all they shit done. Yeah. But um, uh, I don't know, man. I'm I have a very fluid uh, way of thinking when it comes to cheating. A lot of people wouldn't like what I gotta say about cheating. So nah, just let it out. Um, I really think that people need to communicate what kind of <laughs> relationship like, they want to be in. What kind of relationship they want to be in for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh red flags like if you one of those girls that took your man back eight times that he done cheated on you i don't want to hear shit about him cheating on you because you knew that he was a cheater period my nigga main from more than the masters he was uh talking about that the podcast we just had he was saying like hey man you know we were talking about tristan thompson yeah i mean <laughs> chloe's like, stupid chloe is a dumbass like mm-hmm. she knew that that man was a cheater he cheated yeah. on his girl to be with you he cheated on you once already and then he cheated on you again a baby don't change shit money don't change shit situations don't change shit if this nigga want to cheat on you he's gonna cheat on you period like it's and if you gonna take him back Y'all might as well just start op- start an open relationship because y'all bitches really be okay with open relationships. You just don't want to admit it. How do you feel about open relationships? I feel like if the right man, because I can't say I'd be open to it with everybody. Mm-hmm. I personally wouldn't go looking for an open relationship. But I'll use the last person I was in a relationship with, for example. Um, because he was in a funny situation. <laughs> yeah. 
if he would have told me he wanted to be in an open relationship with me, I would have done it because I was like that in love with that person. Like I just wanted to be with him regardless. And it wasn't no, no, like, oh, I'm so insecure in this relationship. Let's have a threesome type shit. It would have just been like, at this point, if you feel like you're a polyamorous person, then I respect your views as a polyamorous person. And I will explore. I'll see if it's for me. If it's not polyamorous for me, then I'm okay being a part of your polyamory. You know? But what would the point of an open relationship be, though? That's my whole thing about it. From my understanding, open relationship is not necessarily sexual. It's not necessarily like it's basically making connections with other people. Like you just make connections with multiple people. It's basically polyamory. And I mean, some people use it as like, um, well, not ethical. Like they use it as an economic stance, religion, just based off of. So, so these are people that, um, you're just dealing with in your... Okay, one of my homegirls that practice polyamory is calling me now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know a couple people that do. I, I I actually dealt with someone um that's... I didn't even know they was in an open relationship, but they're in an open relationship the other day, and I'm going to be honest with you, that shit didn't look healthy to me. <laughs> I think it's only healthy if both people are mutually consenting. Not like... It can't be like, a, I'm doing this because I know he's going to leave me if I don't type of thing. Because... At the end of the day, this person I was dealing with was never going to leave me. Yeah. He was never going to leave me. And my thing was just like, well, what do I want to do? Because obviously the decision's up to me. Either I'm going to decide that I want to be in a relationship like this or I'm going to decide I don't. And I decided I didn't because it just wasn't for me at the time, you know. And um, but had it been like an option for it to be official an official open relationship like all parties knew all parties are okay with it Mm -hmm. all parties are consenting adults then why not he gave me everything i needed in a relationship i was happy so see me i just i just wouldn't see the point because it's hard enough dealing with one woman and you talking about dealing with multiple women i don't think i could get down with that type shit and I told, and I'm telling you, I don't think I could do this off like, just off my strength. Like you know, you know, today I think I'm gonna go be in an open relationship. I can't do that. I yeah. considered it with that last person mm-hmm. because I felt like he was. I I think to this day, I still think that he has polyamorous nature. I just think that he was in love with two people, and I don't think he knew what to do about it. And I think he wanted to be with both people. That's but, crazy to think about, though. But, nah, it just could I think I realized, where the same way I was open to the idea of an open relationship, I realized I did love that person too much to do it. Like, I, because I was like, this would be temporary. How far, how far would someone like that be willing to go to accomplish that task, though? What, to cheat or to be in an open relationship? To, to Because the way that you create an open relationship, especially with... Let's say it can just be one person that's not down, but we're, but we're going to say for the most part it's two people that's not down. What you have to go through to get to that point is crazy as hell. So, Are you willing to go through all that shit to get there? I can't even speak on that shit because I, I haven't <laughs> done it yet. I just I just feel like I'm so I'm really open minded, man, and I'll mm-hmm. try anything once. So for me, it's like if I met somebody that I just really just like so I couldn't kick it, like I was like I need to be with this person. I bet, let's see. I'll give it a try, but don't get yeah. mad at me if I if we don't succeed. 
because if I can't do it, then I just can't fucking do it. You know, yeah. um, I definitely um would not do it off insecurities. I would not do it because I'm afraid he's going to leave me. Yeah. I would not do it based, like trying to salvage my relationship. I would have to do that if my relationship was already at a healthy point. Like it would just be like we we felt like we needed something and we both were looking for in other places because it doesn't mean like open relationships from my understanding are not from lack of love or lack of anything in their relationship. They're just because your nature is polyamorous. Which I'm starting, the more, I, the older I get, the more I'm starting to feel like humans are polyamorous in nature. Correct, but. Even though I'm not, I'm not polyamorous in nature, and I can't understand why I believe it, see, but I see that I'm not. I call it, I call it something else, though. I call it being over-sexual. Like, I feel like some people just think about sex way too goddamn much. And like you were saying uh, before that, you know, sex is distracting. It yeah. distracts you from other things. Yeah. And that's what they do. Like, you're See, constantly thinking about sex and want to explore new things. And that's crazy because I have had a sex life with someone that it was like, it was great. It was mm-hmm. amazing. Like, there was no, I, I didn't need it from anywhere else because I got everything I needed right there. So, there was no need for me to, like, cheat or even when even when I wasn't, I just can't bring it in me to cheat. Like, because I don't yeah. give a fuck. Like, me, I literally, I'll just be like, look, something needs to change because if not, then I'm leaving. Yeah. And, like, that's how, that's how my, my marriage ended. I was like, I don't got nothing else left to give you. So, something needs to change or we need to go to marriage counseling. And he was just like, well, I'm not going to marriage counseling. And I was like, then I'm leaving. He was like, okay, well, I'll go to marriage counseling. Like, and how did marriage counseling go? We had one appointment and we decided we were getting a divorce. <laughs> so not y'all was in rip. there snapping? Not, well, not off rip. In marriage counseling, so we had our first appointment. Mm-hmm. We was in there talking. Some shit was said between the two of us that I was like, motherfucker, this was shit you could have said to me without a fucking chaplain next to us. But, um, <laughs> that shit, because the communication pisses me off, because it's so fucking easy. I agree with you as far as communication goes, though. But um, so like two weeks later, he told his homeboy that he was cheating on me with somebody. His homeboy was my best friend's husband. Mm-hmm. His homeboy told his wife. His wife called me, and at that point. We had did the one appointment for marriage counseling. I was already leaning towards leaving. I was making dinner. I hate these snitching ass niggas, but keep going. <laughs> <laughs> keep going. I was making dinner, and I was trying to get all the facts and shit. And um, he comes home with an attitude because I called the girl that he was cheating on me with. And I was like, hey, like, what's going on? He's like, so you just going to act like you ain't got nothing to say to me? I was like, well, I didn't have anything to say to you, but since you acting like that, you sound like you got something you want to get off your chest. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so he just kept snapping while his barber was there cutting his hair. And I was like, I'm not going to talk about this right now with you like this. And he was like, anything you can say in front of my, uh, in front of me, you can say in front of my brother. So I served him and his brother a plate. <laughs> and then I went to my daughter's room and packed her bags. And then I packed mine. And I ain't never turned back since that day. It wasn't no anthrax in the plate, was it? No. So- I served him his favorite meal. Oh okay. Was, uh, I I left the impact. Well, that sounds that sounds like a good breakup. It was great. <laughs> it was it was great for me. <laughs> it was peaceful. I don't leave nothing that I ain't ready to leave yet. That's why I tell people when you in a relationship, exhaust the possibilities because if like those people you see that go back and forth is because they have doubts every time they yeah. leave. Yeah. 
Nah, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you do it. I'm gonna let That's you. That's how I am too. When I'm done with something, it's over with. Like yeah. we don't even have to have a conversation about it. Like nope. I'm good, my nigga. No, we'll, we'll talk about what? Yeah. Like. That's how I am. And I'm I move forward like yeah. this. And you know what's crazy too though? I move forward so quick, it's crazy for me to watch how other people handle it. Cause like, um Um, you ever be talking about something and you try to sugarcoat it, but there's no way to sugarcoat it. Listen, I feel you. That's what I'm that's trying to nature, do right now, but it's not working. Of this shit. Yeah, it's not working. <laughs> so I'm just gonna say it like it's always funny to me, like when I have issues with my friends. It's funny, like, if it's a real bad issue, to me, it's like, all right, that's between us. We're going to figure that shit out. To them, it's a bad issue. Like, I can't stand that nigga. They'll unfriend me on Facebook. <laughs> a grown-ass man unfriending you on Facebook are, like, the most recent one I've been seeing a lot is the sneak this and post. I'll be like, bruh. For we grown-ass men. Why? I, thought, I dropped a friend for that shit. I dropped... She was one of my closest friends, bruh. And, like, we've we been rocking together since, like, college. And she just couldn't, like... It, it, she was needy. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's like if I... I'm, listen, I go to school. I had my podcast at the time. Yeah. And my YouTube channel. And my job. And I'm a single parent. Mm -hmm. Bitch, fuck you. I, I can't know. That's like, how I feel too. Like, like, like I got a life. You putting right? that much energy into it? Like, yeah. like, like, I don't even think about y'all niggas that much. No. Like, and for real. Like, I love my, look, listen, I love my homegirls, bruh. I got good ass friends. Yeah. However, my bitches know. They know I be busy and they know when I'm in my mode, like when I'm in my creative space, when I'm in my study space, when I'm in any of those spaces, I'm on go. And you see, I just I just got chills hearing you say that because I love creatives now. Like mm -hmm. since I start podcasting, yeah. that's all I'm into. Like I follow everybody online that I see that do something creative. Yeah. And I've been exiting out a lot of people in my life because when I get in that mode, I have to stay in that shit. And you have people who don't do stuff like this. Sometimes they don't tend to understand at you know, all. They, and the people who do understand that don't do it are the ones I keep around me. Like uh -huh. I, all my friends are creatives. Most of them are though. Most of my friends are either creatives or they're like innovative or like entrepreneurs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they are trying to build something bigger for themselves. They're not content with where they're at. Yeah. And when you're That's a creator. That's the type of people you got to have around you. Exactly. When you're a creator, it's like unintentionally you're never content where you're at because you're always creating. And, and you're always trying to yeah. make them thoughts into reality. People who are okay with the regular day-to-day -day life, they can't understand that shit. Where they're just trying to make money. Mm -hmm. You like they can't understand the movie because they're like I make enough money, but it's about more than the money. More than the money, yes. And sometimes when I get to talking about this, because I'm, I'm gonna be honest here, I'm a capitalist. Like I, you know, I'm mm -hmm. real strong on business. That's what I, I do all well. the time. Yeah. So everyone thinks I'm all, I'm all about money. I used to always be about money. Now I'm not. So when I have these conversations with people, they can't get over the fact that I'm not like that anymore. And shout out my brother, Trey Trey, because we had a real long conversation the other day. And I know he's probably still mad at me. But what I was trying to tell you is it's not all about the money, but it's about doing things that make you happy and finding yep. that happy place. Yeah. It has nothing to do with money. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I, I'm, I work an amazing job lucratively. Like, money-wise, I make money at my job job. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it, I'm not happy there. I'm not. 
and people don't get that type people things. don't get that they're just they like, think they think money equals happiness yeah and they're just like but as a single mother you have all these things for your daughter and you can do this you have your house you're 25 you're the i'm just like and that's all fine and dandy and i'm so grateful that i have these things in my life and that god afforded me the opportunities to have this in my life however he also gave me the mind to know what's gonna make me fucking happy and the free yeah. will to go get it and you're you know going to keep saying? chasing it, too. Yeah. And so I know that I got a voice that I know that people relate to me. I know I got a voice. I know that I like to give advice. I know that I like to talk. I know that I got a cool. I got a perspective that's not normal for people who grew up like me. Man, you know? let me tell so. you a funny story about when I stopped giving a fuck about money. <laughs> Growing up, like I used to see I used to see niggas in old school cars with big rims on them. And I used to be like, man, I want to be just like that when I get older. Or I see somebody with a whole bunch of money and was like, man, I can't wait to get like that. Yeah. Or even I got a little older than that and stopped looking up the dope boys. I started seeing people with good jobs and had a whole bunch of women. And I was like, man, I want to be just like that. Yeah. Man, I man, I hit like 25, 26, maybe even 24. And I started actually getting those things. Like <laughs> when yeah. I was like 20, I was like, man, I want a fucking Camaro. If I get a Camaro, I'll be straight. I started getting shit like that. And I was like. I'm not happy. Now I want a Ferrari. Yeah. Like, like this why? shit don't mean nothing to me. Yep. No matter how much money I get, I'm never going to be happy in life. <laughs> so, so I got to stop chasing that shit. My thing is like, I make myself earn certain material things that I want. Mm -hmm. Like I make myself earn it. Like not only with my job with how much I'm making, but like with what I'm doing in my life. So I told myself if the, uh, what you call it, if I make six figures for my job and I make a salary off of YouTube, That'll be the day that I invest in getting a new car for myself. I ride in a 2014 Toyota Corolla, and I don't have to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But guess what? My car payment is $200 a month. I got a 2% interest on that bitch. I'm jealous. Like, I'm telling you, man. Like, And it get me from point A to point B. It's not the nicest car, you know what I'm saying? But it, it's nice enough. And oh, it I'm gets with me you because I'll switch with you right now. Yeah, I'm telling you, that $200 <laughs> car payment is nice. What? You know, and then... You got me over here mad at myself right now. <laughs> but that's what, like, that's the thing. Like, and I was married to somebody who was, like, very into the material. Very, like, he had to wear the nicest clothes. He hated that we lived in that's this small-ass apartment. That's most people our age, though. And I was... But me, my father, when me and him did talk, his advice to me was to hustle in my 20s, lay the foundation in my 30s, and then in my 40s, I'm going to be chilling. Mm-hmm. I got too much melanin in my skin for y'all to be thinking that I know I'm not going to still be looking good when I'm 40. <laughs> and I can still live my best life and do all Dang the shit it. I want to do when I'm 40. And, you know, I'm excited for that. I'm excited to work these next 15 years to be where I want to be so that when I'm 40, I could be like, yo, I did all that. I did everything I wanted to do. So that when my daughter's 18 and she starts asking me, like, mom, I think I want to do this. I want to do I can be like, do it. Because I'm from experience. See, my family is a family of immigrants. Mm -hmm. You know, my father's first generation Cuban. My mother, her whole family lived in the island in their whole uh, in Puerto Rico their whole life. And even though it's part of America, Puerto Rico is very impoverished. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So they don't know no better. They have to see the money. They have to see what you're doing. So at first, they didn't understand me aspiring to creative things. I was the black sheep in my family because I wanted to sing. I wanted to act. I wanted to do this. And they're like, that's unrealistic. Most most families that, that you know, are immigrants, that's how they are. Like, uh, you know, Ni uh, Nigerians, if you're not going to school to be a lawyer or a doctor, they don't even want to hear that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's where it comes from. It comes from that struggle. Yeah. And that's what it, that, like, 
they feel like if it's if you can't see it, if it's not right there in front of you, mm-hmm. it's not attainable. And one thing I, I had to talk with my mother one time about like how much I wanted this shit. And my mom like just fucking like she understood. And she like from that point on, my mom ain't nothing like that support. That shit. Yep. And when your family supports you on this shit, it's a whole nother it's a whole nother kind of belief system in yourself. Mm-hmm. You know? Ain't so. nothing like that support. But also Man, I'm just a firm believer in don't tell people your dreams because then they can't shoot it down. That's why whenever I got, like, ideals in my head, things I want to do, I never talk to people about it. Because my whole life, I tell somebody, like, man, I really want to do this or I got this going on. And they all laughing at you like, boy, that'll never work. And it's like, come on, man. How you going to shoot some shit down and you ain't talking about shit? Yeah, like, what are you what are you doing for yourself? Like, I, and that's the thing. And that's what when we were talking about earlier, surrounding yourself with creatives. Mm-hmm. Like, I surround myself around so many people doing so many different things and like seeing their determination inspires me. Yeah. Shit. When I started doing podcasts with you, that's what was telling me like, yo, I need to get on my game. Like this nigga, he fucking, he just started. He's releasing episodes every week. He's getting all his equipment. He's doing that. I was like, I'm slacking. I don't want it that bad. But at the same time, I appreciate you uh, using that as motivation, but at the same time, I'm fucking crazy also, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got some crazy shit going on in my head. Once I start doing some shit, it's over with. I'm not going to sleep until I got it. To be honest, like, I'm, I'm just looking around this room. That, this an ass of money in this motherfucker. <laughs> like, I'm tripping. That's all, I, that's all I'm on. I'm like, if I could do something I love and make money off of it. Yeah. I'm happy. Oh That's yeah, happy. it's completely it's completely worth it to me though, cause yeah. this is what I want to do, and I know yeah. that shit. This the is what I want to do. And the investments, like you could find little things to kind of like cover you until you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying. Like I, you got the forty are these forty forty va lights that you have? Uh, I think so. So I got the same light system. Mm-hmm. These lights are gonna last you eight years, even though they only cost like eighty dollars. Yeah. People get the same quality lights for hundreds of dollars. I just um I just ordered um a whole little setup too like the backdrop and mm-hmm. some more lights I just ordered and that it's shit all because the visual matters the sh- mm-hmm. the shit that you put into it is gonna come out of it but when you start monetizing on YouTube monetizing on the podcast you're gonna get yeah. all your money back and, and so. t- to be honest um I think I'm gonna pop on YouTube first though mm-hmm. I think that's you how most it's gonna likely be. and the thing is you probably will because yeah. YouTube is easy the way YouTube's algorithm is. It's just, it's most likely going to yeah. happen. Yeah, because at first, like, before I start fucking with YouTube like that, and shout out Rello, because that's the only reason why I even fuck with video, period, because mm-hmm. he was so strong on that shit, and now I see the vision that he had for it. But, um, like, I, w- I was looking at the numbers on how to make money off YouTube, and I was like, oh, hell nah, that shit's so far away. But then when I got into it, I was like, it really ain't that far. No. And it's all about subscribing. It's all about, like, Y'all, I cannot stress you enough. If you are on somebody's YouTube, especially if you know them, bruh, if you like the content, just hit the fucking subscribe button. That's it. (laughs) That's all you got to do. Like, that's all. Subscribe, thumbs up, uh, comment with some fire emojis. Yep. (laughs) That's it. That's all you got to do. Because with me, like, I'm so with my watch hours, I'm on track. I just need the subscribers, which I'm planning on doing an event. But the entry fee to my event is to subscribe on YouTube. Yeah, see, so that's some shit I'll be goes. interested in. Yeah, um, yeah, I got some, I got some business cards now too. I'm about to start I passing saw. them bitches out. I saw. Yeah, I got an ass of them bitches. That's a box right there. <laughs> I got that shit for that. I just started a cleaning business. I'm just about to start passing these motherfuckers out, getting all my. Yeah, so I do my wedding on. planning on the side mm-hmm. from my job and from uh, YouTubing. So. 
you know. Yeah. Got a few little things going on. Yeah, so yeah. Busy, if you need busy, your busy, wedding, busy. baby's party, baby shower plan, you can also hit me up for that as well. Yeah. I think we almost at like three hours anyway, so go yeah. ahead and plug. All right. So once again, it's your girl, Lala Perez. Y'all can see me on YouTube at Lala Perez. That is my URL. So just go to YouTube forward slash L-A-L-A-P-E-R-E-Z. Or you can follow me on Instagram at Lala Perez with three Z's. I cover dating. I cover relationships, sex, uh, fucking current issues. Anything you could think of, I'm covering it. And if y'all enjoyed this, y'all would definitely enjoy my channel. So And make sure you hit the subscribe button. Hit and while, it. And while hit it. you I'm at trying it, to get this money. While like, you at it, go to sit down with Slims and hit the subscribe button too. Because I know a lot of my listeners haven't subscribed yet. Please do it. I know y'all fuck with the, the podcast, though, and I appreciate match it. don't the subscriptions, damn it. It like. don't. Because I'll get a video that pop. I might I might still be at goddamn 30 subscribers. I don't even know where the hell I'm at now because I don't even pay no attention now. <laughs> but I need to, though. But, yeah, man, this was another episode of Sit Down with Slims, and we out. Bye.